Welcome to In the Dark, everybody. I have Robin Haynes McRae back tonight. She informed me that she's had several encounters this week, and we're here to tell you about them, as well as my own. So here we go. Hey, you're on. <laughs> How are you? I love it. You said first time it worked great then boop we're just done and then yeah i was like what the frick oh my god so you know not to put your foot in your mouth like this I, you know what that's all i do anymore it's like, I, I, know, I, know. I really do god <laughs> almighty woman is this all you do is give interviews do you know what i really don't do as many as i was for a while for like two weeks because when i got back from the conference then i got hurt so mm-hmm. then I was laid up. So then it was like for a couple weeks there that it was every night there was yeah. something, and then it let up. But then it wasn't it wasn't podcasts. It was other things that were going on, and it's just been like this weird vortex of craziness. Mm-hmm. And it's like the foots are off the charts. The ETs are just incessant right now, oh, and no. it's not just at my house. It's everywhere. I mean, good, bad, the ugly, whatever. Um, Kate got attacked out in front of the house the other night. I mean, you know, it's nighttime. Yes, but we were wide awake. They didn't wait for dream state and which really ticked me out. I mean, you know, and this is what I'm thinking to myself because it's not that I'm anything important or anything special or anything like that, but they do know that I have abilities. They know this right. and I'm like, exactly what part of your brain thought this was going to be a good idea to a pull this crap here. Yeah taken things out before and b do that to someone's child like what planet are you from that you thought that was going to go well i don't think they care anymore it seems like they're getting more i i told you this before it seems like it's not going to matter because they're they're crispy critters right now i'm not dealing with that and you know i've got the energy bubble over the property they couldn't get in the energy bubble so it's like okay we'll just hang outside you know the line where the energy bubble's at and project crap at her so that she's thinking it's here and terrify the living crap out of her. And then we'll just zap her. And it wasn't the big foots. It wasn't the foots at all. It was ETs. We'd seen the ships above the house for night over and over again. It was just getting really ridiculous. And I'm like, you know, so far nobody's trying to do anything. So, okay. And then they just like, what the hell? And she was getting very graphic pictures or what they were planning on and they're taking her and, you know, and doing different things. And, and mm-hmm. I'm like, and I told her, I'm like, okay, listen to me. It's not real. It's projection. You know, uh-huh. it's a transference of trying to freak you out, which that's what they're doing. And, you know, I've been teaching her how to move energy and she did it for the first time ever. She normally fights me and says, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it. And she did it, and I thought she did a really good job for the first time out. I was really proud of her, and they returned it by zapping her. And so um, her boyfriend was right there, and I said, just get her in the house. And he's like, aren't you coming? And I said, oh, hell no. This is personal. <laughs> you know. So he got yeah. her in the house, and I dealt with it out there, and it's not going to happen again. But the fact that they just thought it was ballsy enough and a good idea to try it, I was like, do they not know who lives here? Is that the first time they've they've done like when you said it was amping up? Was that the first night it was amping up? No, no. They the ships have been extremely, extremely active, but not just here. 
I'm getting calls from all over the place. So it's hearing all these reports about that. Yeah. Yeah. The ships are are really big time active. Not all are bad. I mean, let me put that out there. It's not all bad, but um, yeah. But that was the first time they tried anything. And then later on, as soon as I dealt with the situation, the one took off, this Mm -hmm. took off running. The other one got toasted. And the other one ended up on the ground and then just if it, like it wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't expect they'll be back anytime soon, but um, I hollered for the foots because normally I've got guards all over here. Like you have to be really stupid to want to mess with anything here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were off doing whatever, what they needed to do. And so um, of course Brownie was here right away and he brought some reinforcements. In fact, Pat went to go to work at five o'clock in the morning. There's a 12 footer standing out in the yard. I know it's hilarious. It, it, it's hysterical. Um, do, I they know. Run, do they run the risk of being caught by the ETs that are hunting them when they do this stuff? Um, if it's one of the groups that are actively searching for not all of the groups of ETs are looking for the Bigfoots. There's only a yeah. few that are. So um, generally they'll know if that's what's going on. And they've said to me before, you know, okay. that we're taking a step back. This is what's going on. Yeah. But yeah, Pat went to go to work. And there was a, he said it was roughly 12 foot standing right out in the yard. Didn't even hesitate. And um, so he sent me a message. He said, I just went to work. He said, I wanted to let you know, big guy was standing out in the front yard about 12 foot tall. And I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. But um, they, the UFOs are back. We have some regular ones that are here all, I mean, it seems like on a regular basis, not every night, but I would say pretty darn close. And that night we had had some extra things that were coming in and out when that happened. But um, Kate's fine. She's, she's a tough cookie. God bless her soul. Mm-hmm. And uh, both her and her boyfriend know how to, you know, surround themselves with energy and bubble and protect. And um, they've never had to do it. They've never really wanted to do it. And uh, I told, I looked at him and I said, get her upstairs. I said, hang on to her and just bubble her. He's like, I'm on it. And, and mm-hmm. he's phenomenal. He's got a very angelic energy about him. So that's even better. So does she. And so he got her upstairs and she didn't feel great for a little while, but then she was okay. She was better by the next day. Mm-hmm. And that was dealt with. So I'm not too concerned that's going to happen again. They didn't do anything to me when I was out there. I mean, I could actively see them, but they didn't, they didn't do anything to me. No, um, I don't know why. That's right. They were. Could you tell what you could tell that they were the bad ones? Oh, you could feel it. I mean, it was just the energy. But, you know, they couldn't get through the energy bubble. So they were on the outside of the property because they couldn't get in. And they kept pacing and pacing, you know, and you could see them moving between the bushes. and They couldn't get in. They just flat out couldn't get in. Robin, how long does the bubble stay up? Until I take it down. (laughs) <laughs> so you can leave the area. And I have, it. yeah, I have no idea. I'm going to be honest. With you, I have no clue. I always wondered that. Um, I'll go through, you know, every six, seven months or so, or whenever I remember it, to be honest with you. Okay. And I'll redo it. But I have no idea. I mean, I have different places that I bubbled that, you know, they're not having any problems, but I don't know that it's because of the bubble. I mean, I, you know, I do it periodically, but I, I mean, I, like, I don't do it once a month or once a week or <laughs> I wish I remembered it that often, um, you know, just as I need it. I did yeah. one for um, somebody the other day, just the sweetest, one of the sweetest people you ever want to meet. And um, like I did his, and when I did it for him, 
I can do it remotely. Like I don't have to be there. That's the thing. People think you have to be there for it. I, I don't have to, but, um, uh, so I did it. And then I said, well, I want your address as well, because then I'll pull it up on Google earth, which I don't normally do. I've yeah. only done that like once or twice. And then I can just make sure I'm as accurate as possible because there's so many crazy things going on right now and redid it. And then I put gold bands on it and stuff. So I think he's pretty good. So and I'll keep an eye on him, make sure everything's okay there. But yeah, it was just one of those freak things. I don't get attacked here. I've never had anybody get hurt here. Never. The only one that's ever gotten attacked here is me. And so when the foots came in that night and I, I, I was talking to Pat and I'm like, I want to know why, like this literally makes no sense. She's got nothing that they want. And I finally got told it had nothing to do with her other than she's my kid. Yeah. They'll hurt you through her. Yeah. Well, whatever this is that they have, there's apparently, I guess there's some information or whatever that's locked in the back of my head, which I can't even access. And they've come after me before that night that they put that thing on my head that had the tentacles on it mm -hmm. um they were trying to get it and they didn't get it then either because i killed them before they got a chance to but the thing is is i don't know what it is i can't access it so why the heck they think she can other than you know in order to protect her maybe i i don't know i have no idea maybe they they're trying to mess with her just to upset you who knows I, according to the foots it was a matter of that way i would give them the information if they had her or whatever. But the thing of it is, is they never, they didn't say anything because I was too busy, you know, dealing with the situation. But um, that's like the wrong way to go about it with me. You want to come for me. That's one thing I, you yeah. know, it is what it is, but you yeah, don't I'm ever go angry. Yeah. That's all I am yeah. too. I, I'm yeah. ready to kill. Touch, touch my kids and it is game on. So I know. Like, she's doing fine now we just never had anything bad happen here at the house or on the property or anything but this they were outside the property they were not in the property um yeah. you know and those things that came in after me that night in, in the house they were drones they i don't to this day i'll swear on my on my grave that they weren't even you know an actual et they looked like they were real but i think they're probably drones because there's no way they could have gotten in there's mm -hmm. no way yeah, this girl, I was just watching on the History Channel last night, this real skeptical scientist was interviewing a girl that and a guy that both had ET abductions their entire lives. And they actually, you know, like hooked him up to a, like a, this, you know, like a device that would, you know, cause him to feel what it was like to be lifted up through the, the ceiling and that type of stuff. And she was just trying to, you know, give him an example and, and just like hearing her talk, you know. I was listening to her. And I'm thinking, my God, for people that aren't open minded about this stuff, they must think we all sound like a bunch of nut jobs. Yeah, you know? yeah, just, they do, and I and yeah. I'm fine with that. You know, yeah. I made my peace with that years ago. It was just funny though, because you know, then David. Yeah. Uh, you know, I watch David Pilates. I was watch a lot of his um, shows, his his um, episodes for his podcast, and he was yeah. talking about the ET abductions and stuff just recently. <sighs> You know, is so. he noticing a big increase as well? Yeah, yep, he's noticing it there. I, I I saw a bunch of reports all across the world of all these different happenings with ET reports lately, especially like lately, like in the last couple weeks, and it's really picking up, like it's amping up bad. Oh yeah, and okay. then like two nights ago, um, and the grandkids are over for a week, and my granddaughter brought her dog, which is more than welcome. He's a sweetheart. Mm -hmm. And so I have one dog that 
is not good with children, which isn't allowed in the house while they're here. He has a pen, a kennel in the garage. And so I have another female that's in heat. So right now everybody's getting let out in shifts, which is a pain mm-hmm. in the rear end, but it's what has to happen. And so I went to go let all the dogs out and then they get their cookies and stuff before bed and make sure everybody's got their blankies and everybody's living in a happy land. Mm-hmm. And so I go out to do it and I cut the first group out and as <laughs> so- soon as I cut and it's yeah. And it was dark out and normally they all run to the back fence and every night something is standing by that back fence and you can hear when the dogs come running, it hits the fence and then wow. all you hear is something running and this goes on every night. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't hear anything hit the fence and the dogs never ran to the fence. They went like halfway through the yard then stopped, pivoted and turned around and came right back. So I mm-hmm. look out in the backyard and you can see, I think it was probably the same 12 footer that was out in the front yard because he was massive and he was standing back there. I was like, okay, and I saw the eye shine, and it was nice and white, you know. So, I mean, for anybody that doesn't know, the eye shine is kind of like a mood ring. You can tell their, you know, their thought process and where they are mentally and at by the color of the eyes. So it was a white, which was nice and calm and, you know, relaxed and just hanging out. So I look back there, and I'm like, okay. And I saw him for a minute, and then I didn't see him anymore. And I'm like, okay, this soft blue light just fills up the woods I mean it was like the size of a two and a half car garage it was massive and I couldn't see the end of it on the right hand side but on the left hand side what struck me so odd were the angles like you know if you see a big light out like that normally it like wafts and dissipates out Mm -hmm. you know this didn't do that it kind of dissipated you know up higher but it had an angle like a a rectangle like a straight side on on the side and on the top and you Mm -hmm. saw that point where they met I mean it was like somebody drew it it was that straight Mm -hmm. I mean you could have taken a leveler at it and it was huge it was like the size of a two and a half car garage but I thought what in the world kind of light illuminates to where it shows angles and what was it I have not a clue it, it lit up. It was a beautiful, beautiful blue color, like a sky blue color. And it just illuminated the entire woods. And it only lasted for, I want to say, 10 seconds, 10, 15 seconds, nothing very long. And then it was out. Nothing. Never saw it light up again. But then okay. right after that, the grandkids were staying on the front porch. And they were with my daughter's boyfriend mm-hmm. and they were watching orbs dancing around in the woods right across from the house. Many they, of nobody, them? They saw one or two of them out there. Okay. And of course, and what, no, were nothing parts? bad, nothing felt negative. Everything was chill. Everything was peaceful. Mm-hmm. Nobody was pure, fearful. They were out there with the uh, night vision goggles, binoculars looking at it out there. It would go away and then it'd pop up again and it'd go away and it'd pop up again. But what color were the orbs, Robin? Were they like white? They were blue. That's what was so crazy is they saw a blue one. Like I saw this massive one, you know, that's like, you know, again, the size of a two and a half car garage. And then they're out there seeing dinner plate size blue orbs out the front. So I don't know, you know, and of course there's always UFOs out there. We, they get them and they're, they're so crazy because at first you think it's a star until it separates and goes in two different directions. And, 
right. moves around and then it comes back and rejoins and you know but uh tell me yeah, about it's, the, the eye color you said um the mood the eyes like they're it's like a mood ring like what what it color, really is what like, colors are there and what do they mean well they can turn any color but i mean like you know most people think that red is just they're angry when that is very true that it does mean they're angry but it also could mean they're scared i've had some that have gotten scared and turned red for a moment and i could feel that they were fearful they weren't angry they weren't mad they were fearful and you know then it mellowed out um you have your green, which I think the green for me, when I've seen the ones that are green, it's a little bit more inquisitive. Okay. Maybe a little playful. Yellow is kind of a calming. It's not overly agitated. It's just kind of chill. Mm-hmm. Your white, I think, is your safest bet because it's it's not anything. It's neutral. It's just kind of like they're just standing there looking around just like you and I would. What about the blue? Blue is a very calming one. I mean, blue is very... Anytime I've seen one with blue eyes, I felt nothing but peace. Yeah. I really did. It was the soft blue, and I just felt this overwhelming sense of peace. Okay. You know. Um, a lot of people report the, different colors of eye shine. Yeah, right. and, but that's the thing. They, they really can. At first, when I noticed it eons ago, that they had different eye shine color. I thought, oh, wow, look at this one's got this color eyes. This one's got that color eyes. And then I thought, yeah, and you're an idiot. <laughs> because as I start, I would document these. I had a notebook. I put it all in until they swiped my notebook. But, um, <laughs> and I had it all in there, you know, and I started noticing a pattern that when this energy was around, this is the color it would shine mm-hmm. and it would match the behaviors that they would exhibit. We had um, one in Michigan that had come up through the backyard and was doing the belly crawl. And he had the, the red eyes and you could tell he was up to no good. Like you didn't even get a good feel out of him. Huh. And I was like, Oh, Mr. Man, you can just turn that little waddle and go back the other way. And he, he left. He didn't get to stick yeah. around very long, but, um, and then I've had other times where it's been white and then, you know, a car comes down the road or whatever and it scares them. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it, it flashes at red. And I could tell that it was fear that it, I did. I never picked up anger. I simply, you know, going by the energy, I picked up the fear. So that's kind of where I, I came up with mine. doesn't mean I'm right. That's just, you know, my observation and, and what I've learned. Yeah. And then the, the other night, Pat and well. I were coming, well, Pat and I were coming home. And we had ran into town and we were coming back. We were just, you know, talking about the fact that that one big one had been in the yard. Mm-hmm. And we came down the dirt road and it was comical because as we're coming down the dirt road, you know, and it's dark out. And I saw the flashlight in the, the, or not flashlight, but the headlight. And it just happened to go off to the side. And there was a white one standing over there. And I never, at first, I just thought I was looking at a deer. I mean, being honest with you, because, you know, I just saw this flash of white. And then I kept looking at it and I thought, God, look at how big that leg is. You know, it was a thigh, had shaggy white hair all over. It had no deer colorations or even shaped like a deer, nothing like a deer, whatever. It looked like a thigh and I should have looked up. I probably could have seen the whole body, but I was so transfixed on it was caught in the headlight of the car and mm-hmm. it was just moving very calmly through this really tall grass, you know, so I could see like the thigh, yeah, the waist, the thigh and the knee on down. I couldn't see the foot because of the grass, but it was, you know, nice and shaggy. And as it walked, you could see the hair just, you know, falls over the, the flexing of the muscles, which is typical. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, wow, I should have looked up. I could have seen the whole thing. 
but it was very calm walking into the woods. Like I don't think, or the tall grasses, I don't think it cared that we were there or not. <laughs> it was just kind of like okay. going for a stroll. I can't get over how much hair they have all over their body. Like I just can't wrap but my mind. But you mind. know, it's, it's so funny because not all of them, like shadows, shadow was, it really was perplexing to me because you know, he came up so close to me and he's standing there and I'm watching him and his hair on his body opposed to some, it really wasn't all that long. I mean, it was like maybe, you know, two and a half, maybe three inches, which really isn't all that long. But then when you got on his neck and his face, it was so short. It reminded me like somebody with a burr haircut. I mean, it was just really, really short. But he, there was no place on him that didn't have hair. Like his mm-hmm. eyebrows were hair and his eyelids had hair. There was just no place that you could see that literally had no hair. It was crazy. But he was Caucasian skin underneath. You could see the skin underneath of it. Yeah, yeah. And then his hair, it looked like wow. somebody greased it know. back. But for, you know, mm-hmm. people that have had handprints left by them or whatever – they have an oily, waxy base to their skin. And it's impossible to get off windows. It's mm-hmm. horrific to get off cars. And if they were to run that through their hair, I would assume, and I don't know this, but I would assume it would show the greasy slick back look like what I saw in shadow. Mm-hmm. His and hair I was like Arthur Fonzarelli. I have different groups on Facebook for, you know, cryptids and stuff. I have you, you're a member of some of them and um, just a few of them I have, but the one, the one guy posted a picture of a handprint that was left on a car and you should see this thing. In fact, I'm going to put it up as the, as the, um, prof- as the picture for this, this, uh, interview, but it, it's crazy. Look at like, it's like, wow, you know, try to get it's it really off. Awesome. I've got yeah. handprints on my car I've had for, I don't know, eight months. I've been yeah. through the car wash multiple times. Oh, my God, Robin. I've still got them. When we moved into this house, this is how crazy it is. When we moved into this house, and it will be four years in March, there was um, fingerprints on the windows that were like, I don't know, almost 10 feet off the ground. And there, there were. There were fingerprints on them. Now, mm-hmm. we have power washed this house. We have hosed the house down. Those fingerprints are still there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not going anywhere. It's you know, so <laughs> it's just not. You know, every time you were you said something about the hair and stuff, and somebody was saying something the other day about um, you know the um, why can't I ever remember the name of this? It's the prehistoric man. The um, why do I always run a blank whenever I talk about this? What's the name for the prehistoric man? The um, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? The the cavemen. You know, oh, the, cavemen. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, what's the name for them? What I can't, I literally run a blank. I know this name, and every time I go to talk about it, I can't remember. <laughs> you know what I mean. So anyway, yeah. sorry guys, I I'm just having a brain dead moment here. Um, so they every time I think about them, I think about, you know, the Bigfoot. I I feel like our government has used that picture that they they've always known about Bigfoot, and they've literally used like they got a hold of one, shaved one down to a degree and that's what they came out with and then they told us that that's what we were yeah i don't believe anything our government says i mean i I wish that i i had more faith in our government but every time i've started to have faith in our government it gets destroyed rather quickly but But i do want to 
Yeah. I do want to say this. When I say that about our government, I don't want anybody to ever think that I do not have the utmost respect for our military. Mm-hmm. Our military, I feel, has been lied to tremendously. And these are wonderful people that, you know, sacrifice their families, their lives and everything to protect us. And I have the utmost respect for what they do for us. Um, yeah. I've had children myself that are military or ex-military and family members. And, you know, I know for a fact that when you have somebody that you love in the military, not only are they sacrificing them of themselves, their sacri- their families have that sacrifice as well. You know, mm-hmm. I can remember sitting on pins and needles wanting to make sure my kids came home. You know, that's not a call that a mother wants. And I know people who got that call and their children didn't come home. So, you know, when, when they go out there and they sacrifice themselves and their lives for the good of all of us, I mean, my God, what would we do without them? You know, but their families also have to make that sacrifice. So I don't want anybody to think when I diss the government because I have this ungodly hatred for it. Um, I know that in any way that I include our military and what they do for us in that, because I don't. I know. I know what you mean. I feel the same you way. Know, that's just, that's a whole separate thing. I just wanted to put that out there. You know, I'm referring to the shadow government and yeah. what controls our yeah. actual government. I don't have a lot of respect for a regular government either right now, but, um, you know, I, what controls it, I think, is what I have the problem with. Right. I know what you mean. Well, I, my only concern with the, with the military I have respect for them and, you know, care greatly for them and such. But my concern is, you know, are they the ones that ultimately in the end times will be the ones that are turning on us because we're following orders. We just don't know, you know, and And they do, they follow the orders that our government gives them. And that's a scary thing that anybody, I guess what frightens me about that is just that anybody has that kind of power over our lives Mm -hmm. because we just don't have any power over our lives anymore. And I think in, you know, in the United States, we have more freedom than other countries do for sure. Mm -hmm. But the fact that we really, we are allowed to have the freedom that we have. We don't just have it and Mm -hmm. they take it away as they wish. And that, you know, that's concerning, you know, I mean, that's for another show, but I mean, that's concerning. No, it's, it's for any time. I mean, it's, it's, I feel the same way, you know, that's what I said. I, you know, I, you know, there's a lot of people that are good people in the military and the government, but you know, the, the shadow government and the ones that overshadow the good. And there's, I feel yep. there's much more bad than there is good that well, you've you know, got the cabal in there and you've got the reptilians in there and just, it, you know, you know, yeah, it, it's frightening. It is. So I just, I don't know. I wasn't trying to get off topic. I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that in no, no way was I dissing, you know, no. our soldiers yeah. at all. But I was just thinking about the cavemen and I was, thinking about the you know the the resemblance that the faces of the cavemen are to sasquatch like their facial features oh yeah identical. yeah i'm sure that you know we don't even know for sure other than through you know what fossilized bones there are i mean we don't even really know for sure that that's what they look like it's just again it's what we're told no but it looks like to me that there wasn't cavemen that they used a a, a specimen of a Sasquatch, they shaved it down and then they took pictures of it and then they, they spun it to us that this is where we came from. Yeah. You know, these are the prehistoric men that we came from. I don't buy it. I just, something in me is like, no way that's, 
you know, that's what yeah. they are. So, yeah. but I just, I don't know, the whole, just this whole week's been crazy for me too. I've had something has been turning off my Christmas tree constantly. I will leave the room for a few minutes and come back and my Christmas tree is unplugged over and over and over Sounds again. like you've got little people. Oh, I don't know what it is, Robin. Well, I showed you the picture of the Christmas tree, right? No. Oh, my God. The first year Pat and I got together, and we've been married six years, but we've been together eight years. And And little people in a house? Oh, all the time. All the time. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, that happens more time than people realize. We get them here, too. Um, But it was the first Christmas Pat and I were together. We weren't even married yet. And him and my daughter, Caitlin, and I are putting up our tree. It's our first Christmas tree. Okay. Most people just go out and get a tree and you bring it home and you decorate it. Okay. We go out there out of hundreds of trees. My daughter picks out this tree. We get it home. We start putting the lights on it. I'd put the lights on. The lights would get tossed off the tree. I'd put the lights on and they'd fall off the tree. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I know I'm not an idiot. I mean, I could put on a thing of lights on a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. It's not like I need a degree to do it. No, we do it every year. Yeah. Do it every year. Couldn't get those lights on there. And then you'd hear really faint, faint giggles. And I thought it was Caitlin. Caitlin thought it was me. Then we thought it was Pat. So then we start trying to put bulbs on it. And the bulbs are getting tossed off the tree. And they're rolling across the floor. And, you know, the first couple Mm -hmm. ones, I thought, okay, we dropped them. But then I'm watching them. And they're not dropping straight down. They're dropping out and then down. Yeah. Yeah. And the laughter gets more. And I'm like, God, what's in this tree? Like, really and truly. So we kept, we fought this for, I don't know how long. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm done for the night. I mean, it was like three quarters of the way done. And I took a picture of it. Well, in the picture, and I'll send it to you. I blew it up so you could see it. But in one of the openings, there's two little creatures in it. You see their little faces and their little hands are sitting in there. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. And but you could hear laughter coming from the tree. So we go to bed. We get up the next morning and the tree is on its side and it's in the kitchen. (laughs) Robin, no way. You think you're in with the tree? I have no clue. Honestly, God, I have no clue. But then after Christmas was over, I had all these wood wall hangings that my grandmother had given me. And they're, they're really nice. They're pretty. And I had one that was a rack that you would hold um, a quilt on and it hung on the wall. And I had little shadow boxes and all these things on the wall. And I had heard laughter coming from the living room the night before. And I got up in the morning and I go in the living room and everything's off the walls and it's laying in the middle of the living room. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, seriously. So like an idiot, I just get up and I put them all back on the wall. Oh I go God. back and it was early in the morning. I, the kids had gone to school because they got went to school and they're like, why is everything in the middle of the living room? And I'm like, I have no idea. So I go back in and I lay down, I get up, I go back out. Everything's back in the middle of the living room. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you guys are not funny. First you trash the tree. Now you're taking everything down off the walls. Okay. And now you're messing with things that was my grandmother's. Yeah. Yeah. Who she was one of the closest people I've ever been to. And you don't mess with that. Okay. That's sacred stuff to me. And yet here we go. And I was so mad. And this went on for almost a week. 
And I finally, when I just threw like this hissy fit, I thought if anybody ever watched me, they'd think I was this little, you know, childish little toddler. Mm -hmm. I was in the living room. I was mad as a hatter. I was like, you are going to leave this alone. And that. I mean, I was just yelling at them. And then they, it never, they left it alone. It never happened again. I'm like, if you want to stay in this house, I don't care. But I'm going to zap your little yeah. asses if you don't get out. I'll turn you into a freaking gingerbread cookie. <laughs> I'm telling you what. Oh, my like, God. It was a riot. Well, I because well, it just shocked me when you said that was where you went. I was thinking spirit or, you know, something in the house, like a spirit form or, you know, oh, maybe, you know, one no. of the big, I have spirit. a friend of mine, yeah, that has a little person and he's just the sweetest thing. He really is a sweetheart. And he goes into her house all the time. I mean, he's, you know, he's pretty good. His big thing is rocks. He's obsessed with rocks and tobacco. Even spiritually? But, I mean, do they come through in spirit form? Or? So right, you know, they, they, they will come in in spirit form. They will come in any way they feel like coming. I, I mean, know, and it's, you know, yeah. And it's funny because like we've been in the living room and all of a sudden you just see, you know, looking into the other room, you see something dash across the floor and it's just like this blur, mm -hmm. you know, of color or whatever. Yeah. We've been and, getting a lot of that too. Yeah. You can see them darting. I mean, they yeah. move quick. They go between realms. They go anywhere they want to go. They go in dimensions and they all, but I mean, they move quick. They really do. I mean, they get into all kinds of stuff. Um, they're supposed to be neutral. And the things with the neutral can be really actually worse than things. If you, because, you know, if you know something's already good or bad, then at least you have the mindset of knowing what you're dealing with. But when they're neutral, they can go either way. And that can be more concerning. But the little, I've not had a whole lot of bad experiences with little people. I've had some that were problematic that I had to make leave, but I mean, for the most part, they've been okay. They always show up. The thing is, is it goes back to the same thing that we've talked about before. Once you have one paranormal being around, you really have opened the floodgates and Jesus. you're going to eventually see all of it. Well, Chandler's yeah, I mean, a real person out in the woods up near, um, it was up near Fort Route 14 near Trout Run area in Williams, in, um, I'm sorry, in Pennsylvania. And she was up in the in the woods pretty deep, and she saw one with a red face, and they're looking at her. Pennsylvania's got a lot going on, let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> I know. So, Although I think every place does right now. I don't think any place is, is without it. It just everything. You know, the prediction the foot's made so, years ago, it has really fanned out. I mean, it was the big battles coming. Everything will be fought on this plane. Everything from every rift dimension you know, plane will all come here. Anything in the galactics will all come here. And, you know, they started the battle years ago and it was kind of quiet and it's, it heated up, but everything is showing up here. I mean, everything that they predicted. Earth. Yeah. I mean, well, it really I, God's realm. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, not everything is bad. So, I mean, that's the good thing about well, it. You know, you we're not dealing unplugging your Christmas tree. I don't think of it as a bad thing. I just, think of it as they're being a prankster you know something's pranking. and that's it little people will prank they yeah. they are pranksters so the same um, thing in my bedroom too i keep walking out of my bedroom and i told you this last week i robin the other day i took an entire basket of clothing out of my room it was heaping because i've been going through all my stuff trying to get rid of stuff packing things in totes like i'm getting ready to leave you know and so i've been going through all this sorting and stuff so i leave my room there's nothing, no way I could have even touched my light switch. I went out to the laundry room. I came back in and there my light was off again. 
and it switches down. This is constant. I'll walk out of my room for a few minutes and I won't turn my light switch off to go out to the kitchen to get a drink and knowing I'm coming right back. I don't do that. And yeah. so I, and as soon as I came back, my lights off over and over and over again, <laughs> day after day, I'm like, come on. I'm like, I know you're here. I get it. Yeah. You know? But I'm like, this is ridiculous. So then Jordan yesterday said he was in the shower. He stayed over with Tressa. He was in the shower and he said, did you try to get in the bathroom when I was taking a shower? And I said, no. He said, well, he said he locked the door to the bathroom. He said, and the door opened up. And he said, he, he like jumped and covered himself up and looked out. He said, nobody was there. The door opened on its own and it was locked. He said, he gets out. He goes and looks out all through the house and everybody was sleeping. <laughs> and I was like, and the door was locked. I said, nobody has ever had, you know, the door unlock itself that I know of, you know? So we've had the door do, you know, where's up, but we've been seeing flashes and stuff. And this has been just crazy. I mean, it's like, holy crap. Is oh yeah. It really you know? has. It has. And it's like, you know, it goes on here too. You know, you turn off a light, next thing you know, it's back on. The other night, this was so crazy. Like, this was really ridiculous. Like, I don't even know. Pat and I are laying in bed. Mm -hmm. And this was the night after Caitlin got attacked. And again, Caitlin was attacked sitting on the front porch. It was nighttime, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But she was wide awake. We were all wide awake. Right. So, the next night, it's raining. Okay, not a big deal. So it's this was during the day. It stops raining, and now it's nighttime, and we get this massive fog. Well, we didn't think anything of it because of all the rain that we had during the day. So we're in the house, and for anybody that doesn't know, I have a two-story house. My bedroom, it juts off the end of the house. It's a master suite on the main floor. There's nothing above it, Okay. The two-story part is over the middle of the house, and then the garage goes off one end, and my bedroom goes off the other, and there's nothing above it. So we're laying in there, and it's foggy as I'll get out, and all of a sudden, my entire room shook, like earthquake-type shook. Yeah. Nowhere else in the house shook. Only my bedroom. Okay? Yeah. So as this shakes, we have this floodlight out in the front yard that gets shut off altogether. And a couple months ago, we blew a fuse in my bedroom and we have tried, we've, we have switched everything. We've got to hire an electrician to come in. We don't know why it's out, but I don't have any power in my bedroom. What I have done until I can get somebody out here. Cause every time I've called, nobody's had time to do it or when they can do it, we can't. I have these big, huge industrial strength extension cords that go from another part of the house into my bedroom and that has my dust lamp on it and it has the TV and the, the TV boxes and all that stuff on it. So, but there's no actual power in my bedroom right now or in my bathroom other than the water works wow. fine. So okay. we have this situation where the whole bedroom vibrates and it shakes the power in the, the thing out front shuts off the bedroom illuminates 
The TV shuts off. Now that plug to the TV it goes out into another room. It's not even in the bloody bedroom. Mm-hmm. And it's just like everything lights up, everything shuts down. The TV's off, my lamp's off, the power's off in the front yard. And then it's off for like maybe five seconds. And then that light comes back on and the bedroom quits shaking. And the light from the TV indicating it's turned off comes on. Nowhere else in the house did it do this. Mm-hmm. Nowhere. Like I got up and I'm thinking, oh my God. So I wanted to make sure because it shook so violently. It was like an earthquake. So I yeah. wanted to make sure everybody was okay. So I ran to the steps and I hollered upstairs. Everybody okay up there? Of course, nobody answered because they're all sleeping like normal human beings. And I, as I go to the steps and I holler that, I'm thinking, wait a minute. The Christmas lights are on. All the lights around the banister are on. All the Christmas house lights are on. Mm-hmm. If the power shut off, why is this on? I go into the kitchen with the, you know, has a clock on the stove. Now, anybody that has a clock on their stove knows if the power shuts off, when it comes back on, your clock doesn't work. Right. And it says the correct time on it. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, obviously nothing happened in the rest of the house. It only affected our bedroom. And the floodlight out front, which the floodlight came right back on too. That's so weird. But it only vibrated in my bedroom and it shut the TV off. It shut the lamp off. But the cord of the TV and the lamp went out, came from the living room and no power was lost out there. So everything that went on was only my bedroom. What do you think the vibration was? I have not a clue. The only other time it's ever vibrated like that in my bedroom was there was a fire in the front yard because a branch had come down on the electrical, Mm -hmm. um, the pole where the wires are across the front. One of our, we have this huge tree in the front yard and a branch had come down on it and it was sparking. And because it was fall at the time, as it sparked, it would land on the leaves underneath and it was setting the leaves on fire. And then you would see this, um, shimmered figure go over to each pile where the it would start the fire at and -hmm. you would see what would look like a smoky swirl around it go around it and then all of a sudden you would see the flames be put out and I watched that happen out there like six or seven times or more and but when that happened Pat and I were laying in bed and it was morning and that whole room they shook it like the whole it was like an earthquake in my bedroom and I thought what is that and it woke me up and then it started again and and then it stopped and Pat and I were started watching TV and we're just relaxing in bed, not thinking anything about it. You know, we were here by ourselves mm-hmm. and then they started pounding on the walls. And I looked at Pat and Pat looked at me uh-huh. and we're like, something's wrong. Yeah. So we jumped up and ran out in the front yard. And that's when I saw him putting out the fire out front yeah. and you know what was going on. And then another tree had come down over on the power line on the side of the house and so we called the fire department and everything. So, I mean, they were letting us know that it wasn't safe, which I appreciated. But we've never, that's the only other time they've ever shaken the whole room like that. I mean, if that was them, I don't know what in the world. That, that was crazy. But now one power went off anywhere in this house except there. That's so and, bizarre. Like one, well, oh, I mean, it was bizarre. Oh. Pat, and, but you know, here's the thing that's even more bizarre. It doesn't phase us anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like it should. That's how I am. I'm always like, 
wow, that's a good story. And then I'm like, yeah, well, it's normal around here. Well, I know. It's like the other night when Kate got attacked and, and, you know, Ryan took her upstairs. I said, get her in the house. He's like, are you coming? I'm like, no, get her upstairs. He's mm-hmm. like, well, come on. And I'm like, no, I got this. Just go upstairs. So he took her in the house, you know, and I stayed outside. And I Pat was in, he in bed. He had gone to bed because he gets up like at four or five o'clock in the morning for work. Mm-hmm. So he had been laying down and he heard all the commotion and had gotten up. And I'm like, okay, while I'm, while I'm doing this, I need you to verify that. And, you know, I need you to, sorry. And I'm like, you know, verify that you're getting what I'm getting. Mm -hmm. And so I had already said to it that, you know, it needed to back off or die, you know, take your pick. And it told me that I'd never win the fight. And so I hadn't told Pat yet. And so he was talking to it and told Pat the same thing. And he's like, it says that, you know, you won't win this fight. Right. And I, I'm like, yeah, well, then I die trying. What do you, I mean, what do you want me to do? <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But, um, and I'm sure, you know, I'm not saying that I can't be defeated because I think anything and everybody can. Oh, so yeah. it, it's not an ego thing. It's just like, what are you going to do? I know it is. It's true. We all, anybody can be defeated. Anything can be. Defeated. Oh, anytime. I never take it for granted that I can't. It's like with zapping. I haven't gotten zapped yet. And I knock on wood and I thank God every day because I'm sure my time's a coming. Do I think I'm invincible to it? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I just so far, nobody's wanted to do it bad enough to me. I mean, really. Yeah. I, I'm a peon in the, you know, the chain links. So it's not like I'm invincible or unstoppable or no. Oh, no. There's always going to be something out there that can take anybody down. I don't care who it is or what it is. There's mm-hmm. nobody out there that can't be stopped. Did have did you ever talk to the Bigfoot about like the little people or anything like that? Have you ever talked to them about them? Yeah. Yeah, they said that they live among them, but they can be annoying sometimes. Did they ever say were their origins? Like what, you know? No, they've living? never said anything. They, they just, you know, yeah, they live among us. I don't I mean, think they have a lot to do with them. I don't think they dislike them. I don't think that they yeah. fight with them. I think they just pretty much, you know, everybody does their own thing. Everything has their own lives now, mm-hmm. you know, and I talked to a woman the other day about this as well. And, and we were talking about the Bigfoot and the dogmen. There's so many people that say, Oh, the dogmen hate the Bigfoot or the Bigfoot hate the dogmen. I really think that has more to do with, with which groups yeah, and which clans, because like in Michigan, they were side by side. I had some that interbred. Um, Indiana, yeah, Indiana, same thing. Um, this particular lady, just a sweetheart of a gal, and she's in Michigan, and hers are the same way there. But then I know other areas where they don't want anything to do with each other, and I just think, you know, it's just like you have neighborhoods that everybody stays to themselves, and then you have neighborhoods where they have block parties and everybody gets along. Yeah. You know, or similar to us. Yeah. Or you have, you know, certain neighborhoods that maybe one race and they don't want another one in. And then you can go to another neighborhood and it's perfectly fine. It's just location and and the groups, you know, and the clans. That's yeah, I I can I can see that really. I mean, I can I think it's crazy. They interbred. That's pretty wild. I know. I've got that one picture of Trudy and she's got like, you know, looks like a, a bear in the face, but yet she's got, you know, the tail and the body's type of, 
she's got a tail of a dogman and a body of a bigfoot. That's cute, though. I mean, I mean, she's I a sweetheart. You know, I guess and cute. when I got her picture, she was standing out. There was this field, and on the side of the field was a bunch of pine trees, and she was standing outside, just off the pine trees. You could see her, and next to her, you see a black head, which is from a black bigfoot that was there. But she was hanging out with the bigfoot. She wasn't with dogmen. She's mm-hmm. never with dog. I never once saw her with the dogmen. The dogmen that were around there. I never saw her near them. Well, they're probably they're. You said they're more stoic. They're not as fun and stuff as the Bigfoot. So. No, but Maybe they used to. The Bigfoot would be running around the house all the time, and I had three dogmen that came up to behind the house every night. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody did their thing. There were certain um, packs of dogmen that would come in, and the Bigfoot would kind of get really quiet and step back, and but they were more like the police of the woods. Uh huh. I guess is the best way to put it. And then there were other groups that came in and everybody was like, whatever. <laughs> no wow. big deal. Uh, that's what I was, I asked you earlier. I, you didn't answer me at the time because we were talking about something else. Um, are the, with the eye shine, are the dog men's eye shine the same way as the Bigfoot? Is it, is it like a mood thing? I think so. Yes. My experience. Okay. And, and that's just from what I've noticed. Yes. Okay. If they thinking... aren't, it's not anything that I've experienced because I've noticed that I don't think with them um i what i have noticed is the bigfoot changes their eye shine colors more frequently maybe than the dogman the dogman mm-hmm. i don't think not that they can't i think they absolutely can but they are more stoic and they you know they don't have that warped sense of humor that the bigfoots tend to yeah. i mean there's been a couple of them that have you know i'm not going to say all of them because that's not fair to state but right you know but yeah they can change it too do you think the ETs um, with the different shapes of ships and the, do they have different colors as well that make it like, would, does that kind of signify that that's a different, like they're different groups? Do you know, I've not in, this is just me personally. I'm not going to say that the ETs can't um, change the color of the eye shine. I've not seen it change. I've seen, you know, the black eyes more from them, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that they can't. Because there's so many of the abilities that come from that ET gene. Yeah, yeah. So I I would be really hesitant to say that for a fact they can't change their eye color. I've not seen any of the ETs that I personally have seen change their eye color. But I would never speak and say that none of them can do it. Because, you know, the foots get it somewhere and the dogmen get it somewhere, you know. Uh, I haven't noticed like the cat people change their eye color, but I would be surprised if they couldn't. Right. You know, just because I haven't seen them do that. I have seen them. uh, Amirla, when she was here, hers were a darker color, but they also had like a little bit of a green luminescent to it. So, I mean, I would think that any of them could, but it doesn't mean I've seen every single thing do it. Yeah. You think anyone, any of them have the ET genetics in them that they would yeah i mean the, the foots and the dogmen have to get it somewhere you know and it, they have so many paranormal abilities and they get the paranormal stuff from the ets so um i don't know you know to say for sure what race it is like i suspect the dogmen came from the evens but i can't promise you that you know i haven't done genetics on all the et races or anything like that i mean that's just a suspicion well, that i have what about the black eyed children? Do you think that they're 
that that's like are they like an alien child hybrid or what do you think of those you know I'm not really sure I don't have a lot of experience with those I mean a little bit not a lot um so you know they talk about the black-eyed children and I've heard various things from there really isn't a black-eyed child but then I know people that claim to have seen them yeah you know it's like the black-eyed deers you know deers normally have dark eyes anyway but I've seen the actual black-eyed deers and I've literally watched them stand up and walk on two legs and morph into something else so when you say the black-eyed children I would not be surprised if that was just something that had morphed into the shape of looking like a child okay you know but I'm not going to say that I know because I've only had a little bit of um, dealings with that they always felt like vampires to me, like, like they could be vampiric or something. Yeah. I mean, people, it's like the indigo children, you know, that's supposed to be a thing too. But then, you know, other research has shown that there really isn't an indigo child, but I'm not going to say yes or no, because I haven't dealt that much with it. A little bit. Yes, but not a lot. Yeah. And then what about the ships, like the ET ships, do you think, are they all different groups that have, are there different types of ships? Well, I think both. I mean, all the different groups have them. And, but I, to say that there's one straight kind of ship okay. per group, I think that we would be negligent in saying something of that nature because I've watched here where they've had the one ship, like Brownie had me go out. He was, I was in the house one night and he told me to go outside, take my, my camera and put it on the star that isn't a star. And I'm like, okay. So I went outside put it on video to the star. There's only one star in the sky. So I did it. And when I took the camera away, it looked like it was holding still. When I put the camera on at the video camera, it was darting all over the place and it was very clear it was a UFO. So I videotaped it. And after I videotaped it, he said, now look at what's next to it. And I said, I don't see anything next to it. He said, look at it through your camera. Okay. So I put the camera back up and by God, if there wasn't something next to it, that what I had originally taken the, the video of looked to me almost like a, a white glowing ball. Okay. okay. Um, but then next to it, and he said that that's what the ball came from, looked like an up, up and down cigar shaped thing. And it had different rings around it that were multicolored. And that I could only see it with the camera. When I took the camera down, you couldn't see it. So wild. But again, when the Bigfoot are cloaked, if you go and take a picture of an area where they're cloaked, they show right up. Yeah. So that's kind of like the same thing that when I looked with my naked eye at where this colorful ship was, I saw nothing. But then when I put the camera up and looked through the camera lens, boom, there it is. See it, yeah. And right. that was like a torpedo shaped or cigar shaped up and down. So, and according to, according to the foots, the, the white globe that was dancing all around came from that ship because, you know, they get scouter ships and this big ship that was out here above the house that one time, that was absolutely insane. That thing was the size of a football field and it was just above the tree lines. Like I saw the whole underside of that ship and everything. I was talking to a friend on the phone when I saw it and she was like, take a picture, take a picture. I'm like, I'm not taking a picture. I'm not stopping getting off the phone to take a picture. You could be the last person I talked to for a while. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't, but yeah, I was describing it to her and it was crazy. It was just absolutely massive. And 
but then you know the red orangish red that was glowing it was the color of lava ship that came down on my side yard and actually took me that time that wasn't all that big mm-hmm. I mean you know it wasn't massive at all I mean I would have it just really wasn't all that big. Like I would have thought it would have been much bigger. It was definitely saucer shaped and it was looked like the whole thing looked like molten lava. And on the bottom of it, it just got where it looked hotter on the bottom of it. It's the only time I ever saw one that looked like that. And it was good size, but it certainly, you know, it was like maybe the size around of a two car garage. Yeah. You know, which really isn't all that big if you think, you know, as far as that goes. And then the other time when they pulled me up through the, try getting sucked through a wall, it was bizarre. And I was wide awake. And then they started pulling me straight up to it. And that one room, it it actually reminded me of something you would see like on Lost in Space. Because it was a saucer, but it had more like the bubbled in the middle. And there was yeah. windows on it and there were three beans in the windows. And then there was one that was out of the, it was actually out of the craft and it was floating and it was next to it. And it, I kept, I kept pinching myself cause I thought I must be dreaming. And I'm like, how am I dreaming when I wasn't even asleep? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm pinching myself and I'm going, this cannot be real. And this hurts. I'm pinching the hell out of myself. And it yeah. was there. He was just like free floating there. And um, the foots were underneath me. And I was hollering to them to get me out of that. And they did. But, um, you know, that was a different one. Everyone I've seen has been different. Now, this big one that was so massive that was here, I've seen that more than once. That's the only one I can honestly say I've seen multiple times. And I don't know why. I've seen that since, well, I'm trying to think probably over 30 years I've seen that one wow and I remember when I first moved to this house I was in bed and at that point I was asleep Mm -hmm. and I remember having a dream of seeing that ship and it woke me right up and I Mm -hmm. heard like a humming sound and I went outside and I could see where it was at in the sky and I went back in the house and the next day I had a doctor's appointment and I went to go to the doctor's and I stopped to get gas up the road and Brownie said, look towards the house, it's back. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, the ship is back. Don't go to the house. And I looked back and, and the gas station was like four miles away, but this thing is so massive, like you could still see it in the sky. Yeah. And I couldn't be sure it was over my house, but it was in that general area and the foots were absolutely convinced it was over the house. And they were like, you can't go back to the house. You can't go back to the house. I said, well, I'm not going back to the house. I'm going to the doctor's office. You know, so I went on my merry way. And when I came back, I didn't see it anywhere. But I've seen it several times throughout my life, that big one. I don't know what it wants. I don't, if it's done something to me, I have no memory of it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I mean, I have memories of different abductions, but whether or not it was that ship was used I don't know because the memories I have I was inside yeah you know so that been abducted that don't know they have been yeah you know well I had the one time I had a friend of mine was there too and the next day she called me and she said are you all right and I said are you all right and she said yeah do you remember last night and I said you remember it she's like yeah 
and we compared notes. We had the same memories. That's so crazy. And that's happened a couple of times. I have a friend of mine that lives um, in Alaska and we had gotten to be friends. We talked, you know, various times, but we had never seen each other and she came to visit me. And the second I saw her, I remembered her from one of the abductions. Mm-hmm. That's wild, Robin. I know it's crazy. You, you know, and, start writing a book. Like you, you've got to get some books together. I know. I, you know, and I've got. I'm really blessed because I have several people that have even offered to ghostwrite it for me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if I would do it, you know, I could even tape record it and just send the tape recordings to them. And, and you know, and the one person is. She's, a, I mean, she's a journalist, so I mean, it wouldn't be, you know, she would know how to put put it together. And she's very kindly offered multiple times. She's just the sweetest thing ever. And I keep telling her, I'm going to take you up on it. I'm going to take you up on it. And then I just get busy, and I just don't, you know. I mean, there was a time when her and I first started talking about it. I actually did start, like, you know, I did the outline and and what chapters I would want and the heading for each chapter, so I would know how to then go back in and fill it and and get it all done. And then, because I had lots of time at that time, and then things just got crazy, and I just never got it done. I don't know if something prevents me from it or what. You know, I, I would like to get it done, but I just so far I haven't. <laughs> well, you know, I'm this, I'm also that same person that I can't imagine anybody wants to hear anything I have to say in a podcast. So why would they want to read it? You know, so it's like, I just don't. You need to start, you need to take like increments, like do, you know, make a schedule of like this day every week and just take like, you know, just do sections of your but life. Then I get the book done and do what with it? You know, what if nobody it's wants to read it? So I just don't. Robin, come on. Everybody's going to no, I everybody. But I, don't love know. I don't know. Like I said, you know, ego in, in this research field will be the, your death. It really is. And your ego. I tease every, everybody laughs at me because they always tell them I don't have enough self-confidence to have the ego. So yeah. once I get the self-confidence, then I'll worry about the ego. <laughs> Think of all the requests you get for doing interviews and podcasts and conventions and stuff like that. Like there's going to be, you know, there are, there's going to be a ton of people out there that are going to want to read it. And, you know, and if they don't, they don't. But I'm, I know there will well, be. I want you to do, if you can, in April is the Georgia Bigfoot Conference. Yeah. And I want you to come speak. I will. I will. So Pat and I are supposed to headline it. So we'll pull your little butt up there too. Okay. Yeah, no, I will. I plan on being there for it anyway. Yeah. You know, but I want to get some other stuff together too and everything. I just, yeah. keep this cold, I keep, I just, honestly, every time I turn around, I'm getting sick. I'm like, what the you heck? Know, you this? need to really try that ginger and the willow bark extract because, you know, yeah. I personally have not, that was cool. Nice little orb going through my house. Um, oh, I- I just saw a big blue flash and it just like went through the house. Um, <laughs> but a friend of mine, I started making it cause it's supposed to be really good for fibro and everything, you know, and I, it was given to me and yeah. um, I use it. Pat loves it. And I'm oh. out on the willow bark. I've got to get more willow bark extract, but um, a friend of mine, I gave it to him to help with, with, his kind of aches and pain stuff and he used it for a cold and he swear every time he gets sick he wants it all right i'm gonna have to try it and it knocks it. out yeah i got to because you're gonna need it um I, because something's going on with me like i just can't 
every time I turn it, like, I don't know if it's just this season or How what. How is but Blair? Like the people, I know. She's doing good. She's doing good. Okay, because I haven't worked on her in the last day or so. She's doing good. She could use, if you could work on her again, maybe tomorrow, because I know you're tired tonight. I know you've had a long day. Um, but you know, maybe just work on her a little bit, but she's, she, every day she's getting stronger. Good. She's good. Getting, she's so cute. Oh my God. That's love, what we want. Oh, she's so freaking cute. <laughs> she's I precious. Her cuteness. Like it's ridiculous. It's, it's like, it should she be is precious. Bless cute. her heart. I was getting all that stuff out of her lungs. I was like, good Lord, child of mine. It was weird because like now the one night I said I called you and I was like or messaged you I said you got to work on her, and then she didn't cough the whole night and I was like this yep. is amazing. I'm like I got to tell Robin, but then my phone Levi had my phone then it died. I oh my like, god, he cracks me up. I can't wait to see these two in person. Phone constantly, he takes it constantly. This kid has three phones that we have to we have to buy. <laughs> we had to buy all these phones because when one dies. You know, he goes looking for another, like he, he constantly swipes everybody's <laughs> phones. So we've got like a collection of phones for this kid because he won't leave our phones alone now. <laughs> I know I'll be talking to you and you're like, bye, Levi's got the phone. And then I get random texts that make no sense. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I know. I don't even know what he's sending to people. I'm like, I have oh no. Oh my gosh. He's so stuff. funny. They both oh. are precious. I'm always afraid he's gonna delete my my um my Spotify and stuff like or my YouTube channel. I'm like, what if he deletes the whole channel? You know. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you, I'm having such fun because my grandkids are here uh-huh. for the week. Um, it's their week with their dad, and we'll have them through Christmas. And so I'm like really blessed that they're here, and they're so much fun. And then um, my daughter and their dad took all of us to the zoo for the, the zoo of lights, which was absolutely tremendous. I rec- I would recommend it to everybody. We had just the absolute best time. Great memories. But last night we were sitting, uh, my granddaughter, Skylar, who's eight was sitting in the chair and she has these, you know, the elves on the shelf mm-hmm. and you never know what these zany elves are going to do. I mean, they're just out of control at all times. <laughs> and so I told, I, I know she only knew. And so I told her when she first got here and she had them, mm-hmm. I said, Skylar, I have the only, be- my bedroom is the only bedroom on the main floor. And that's where the elves are at. I said, I'm staying up all night long. I am going to get these guys on video. You will be a YouTube sensation. You will. Yeah. Which is what she wants to be anyway. She wants to be oh. an influencer. And she's like, Grandma, don't. You can't do that. They, you know, this whole thing, you can't touch them. It'll take away their magic. And, you know, you can't catch them because they'll never let you. They won't move on. And I said, okay. Mm-hmm. So I said to her, she said, Grandma, will you, can, will you sit down and talk to me? And I said, yeah, what's the matter? And she said, please tonight, Grandma, go to sleep. Because oh. it, when you don't go to sleep, they don't move when they're supposed to. And yeah. I said, I, I got hurt. I felt two days in a row and I, I really messed up my back. And so now my discs are all bulged and I'm having a hard time getting around him. I said, well, yeah, I said, well, sweetheart, listen, I said, um, grandma was up because she was in a lot of pain. I will, I will definitely definitely try to stay in my room so I don't bother the elves. And she looks at me just as 
clear as can be. And she, she looks at me and she puts her hand on my lap and she said, that is so unfortunate. <laughs> oh my God. I said, what? And she said, grandma, that is truly unfortunate that such oh, a thing no. happened to you. <laughs> About died. I thought, where in the world did you learn that word? But it was, yeah. yeah, but it was unfortunate. And then we woke up this morning and one elf was in the, we have, my daughter has this actual popcorn maker that looks like you have at the movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the elves was in a popcorn coma in that and had picked out on popcorn all night long. And the other one was hiding out in the mixer. And then the third one, for whatever reason, was in the ice maker. Oh so you just never know what else will do. They're out of control. No, we, I took Blair to see Candy Caitlin last night. Again, I, I take them all the time and the elves were there. And then I told her that Santa comes to the street every year because it's so lit yeah. up the whole thing. You and Pat next year want to do the the complete, you know, Santa Claus Lane thing. Uh, Santa, Claus, Santa, I want to do Christmas Town. Or Christmas yeah, no, Town. so does he. He's like all about it. Yeah, he can't wait. He's like, I don't Bill. care how we do it. And then he's like, if we get enough land, we'll just put it on our land. And I'm like, I don't care. Go crazy. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I want to do is put it on a piece of land that, you know, we have. And I then- want to get enough land where we can make our own little commune. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I do too. Won't that be fun? Like really and truly, it's it's going to be like Bigfoot Highway. Yeah, a huge in-ground swimming pool that they would probably be in every night when we were sleeping. No, but... do you know what they used to do when my when I was a kid? We had a below-ground pool. Yeah, and it wasn't too bad. My dad would every now and then he'd say, "I don't understand where all this mud hair is coming from in the yeah. pool, you know, in the oh. skimmer." But I was little, so I didn't put it. You know, I didn't get it in my mind. You know what was going on. So when I got older and my kids had pools, we had, I always bought these huge, massive above ground pools for the kids. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get over. I would go out there. All the water would be knocked out. The side would be knocked down. Mud would be in it. Hair would be in it. I mean, it was a disaster every single time. And then my kids would have friends that would have these pools and they looked beautiful. So then I got, I got tired of the pool and I bought them a trampoline. I bought a 14 foot trampoline. And mm-hmm. at that time, they didn't have, like, the netting that went around the trampolines. You, the only way you could buy them was just a trampoline. That yeah. was when, the, apparently, they didn't care if the kids got hurt. So yeah. you couldn't buy the netting to go, the protective netting. And they loved that trampoline. They'd go out there and have the best time. In the first two nights, I heard noises out there. But I, I thought, okay, whatever. We went out there the third night, and something had literally just shredded the trampoline mat shredded it i mean it was a riot and it it was like what in the world i mean those mats are heavy that's not something that you can cut through easily and just shredded it in all different places the coils were all bent up and weird disfigured that's like good oh my god they just mangled the whole thing and i was like so much for that so then when the younger kids got big enough for a pool, I bought another pool and I would go and I'd clean the whole, and it had the filters I had. I even bought the nicer ones with the more expensive pumps. Yeah. Had all the chemicals in it, tested the chemicals every day. Every morning I'd wake up and the whole entire pool was filled with nothing but mud. Well, maybe we nothing but mud in here. We'll do an indoor in ground swimming pool. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's something gonna... that's easy to do. Something to keep them out. Cause I just, you know, but yeah, we'll, oh, we'll they'll get in it. You gotta see what they did to my hose. I have in my backyard, I have um, a metal hose, you know, those metal hoses you can buy. Mm-hmm. And I have two of them hooked together so that I can take the hose all the way back to water the animals or do whatever. 
And I got the metal hose because I have a chocolate lab who the Bigfoot's gifted me. And mm-hmm. she's the sweetest thing in the world, but she will also chew up every hose she can ever see. So mm-hmm. I got the metal hoses. And as soon as she found out it was metal, she didn't want to bite it anymore. When we first so got here. Hoses. Huh? I didn't know they made metal hoses. Oh, yeah. They're fabulous. They're all like a corrugated metal. Okay. And they're, oh, they're fantastic. I just uh, love them. Yeah. And I, I have a hundred foot of it. But when we first got here, there was one of those boxes that had the crank in it and you crank up the hose. Yeah. And I had been here like not even two months. And I went out there one day and that thing was mutilated beyond belief, like just destroyed. And I thought, what in the world? And the tap was turned on. Yeah. So I went out like an idiot and I bought another one of these boxes. To keep it rolled up because I didn't want the chocolate lab. This was before I found the metal hose. I didn't want the chocolate lab eating the hose. Right. And they, and the hose or the faucet in the front of the yard, in the front yard, it looked like somebody had taken it and turned that whole piping sideways to the point where they cracked it. And I thought, who in the world would do that? This is how stupid I was when I first got here. And so then, the one in the back had those boxes. Well, they trashed the, the two boxes. Well, I ended up finding the metal hoses. I put the metal hoses on there, and I've used that for the last year and a half. Yeah. And it's worked absolutely beautifully. And Pat went out there the other day, and he said the hose is busted. I said, what do you mean the hose is busted? He said, yeah, I went out there. The water was on. Water's pooling all over the backyard. And he said the hose is busted. He said, somebody unscrewed it from the pipe. And I'm like, what? He says, nobody was out there. He said, went out there. So I go out there. They didn't unscrew it from the pipe. They broke this metal hose in half right off the pipe and snapped it like a twig. Why'd they do that? They wanted the water out of the hose. They'd rather go do that thing. The swamps out here got those damn snakes in it. And they come up to the house and they get water all the time, which I don't care that they do. I mean, I've left them out water buckets and stuff. But they um, they turned the faucet on out here and they did the same thing to this faucet that they did to the one out front. I go out there and now it's it's so loose in there. Somebody's going to have to crawl under the house, which I've got to go back over there because they've taken the door off the underside of the house and they're playing under the house again, probably because it's getting cold. And put the... um and tighten that pipe again. They had the whole thing bent sideways, just like they did out front. But uh, this house is built off the ground. It's built Mm -hmm. like almost five feet off the ground. And it's all brick around the bottom of it. That's good. Yeah. It's a stick built house, but on the end of it by the central air units is a door Mm -hmm. so that you can crawl under there. That door is never open. Never do I open that door. And the other day, and I forgot all about it. Otherwise, I would have already done it. I went out on the side. I don't even know what I was looking for. And they've got the whole, it's a metal door. It's a good-sized door. The door is like four foot wide and maybe three foot tall. So, I mean, it's a good-sized door. And they've only opened that door one time since we've been here. And I went out there and just fussed and raised all holy hell, and they never did it again. And I was out there. I have two cages in the front part of the the yard that I have exotic cats in and they love these cats because they go in the cage and they leave the cats, but they steal their food all the, all the time. 
And I went over there and I'm like, I'll be damned. They took the door down. So they're back under the house again, which makes sense because we've heard all kinds of noises. But mm-hmm. with that door down, the damn snakes can get under there. Yeah. And try to den up for the winter. So now I don't know if there's any snakes under there. You know, like, you look. look. Yeah, well, I'm, no, I'm not doing it. Have one of the There's clips. no way that's happening. You have any problems at all, or like you don't talk about the dog men much at all, and you've had, you know, you have them. I have problems with them. You, you just don't really have many stories about them, do you? No, no, not as much as I do the Bigfoots. Now, Loisius goes and he sits right across from the driveway, and he's here to guard. That's what he tells us all the time. I have a, his head; it's a giant head floating out of a portal right across from our driveway. And we took the picture the, the day we came out to look at the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really good. Like we see him walk around in there now and then, but he doesn't bother anything. He's just as good as good can be. We don't get a lot of the dog. You know, I've had where they've come up and I've seen shadows of them as they're in the backyard. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to want to talk as much. You know, Nico was the one that liked to talk and he was a, a youngster. He was up in the tree. Um, you know, we, I just don't have problems with them. They aren't, I'm not going to say they're not active, but you know, the Bigfoot are a little bit more up in front. You know, I've got my group, um, the ones that came from Michigan, they talk all the time. And then I've got like four other clans that intermingle all in this area. It's like everybody comes in and meets here. And right. the dogmen really aren't any different. You know, I just haven't had any problems with them. Now, my neighbor saw two of them across from her driveway. There's an open field there. Like, I have trees in front of mine. But then she has an open field that is, starts at the end of these trees. And she saw two mm-hmm. in there. And I, I've seen one walk through there. He was huge. Like, he was really big. Wow. And... But he didn't try to bother anybody. I was actually out in my yard. It was nighttime. And we had, for whatever reason, my bushes were playing music. And I had walked out to the end of, I know, it's ridiculous. To the end of of the tree line. And it was, he was standing across over in that open field. And he just kind of looked at me and then he walked off. But he never said anything. Mm -hmm. No, my bushes randomly played music. Janice Carter was li- was living with me at the Why? time, and like, what do you wait, mean? We're, we're, this is so stupid. We're in the house, and we hear all this music, and it kind of like was a cross between revival and country music. Like I've never heard music like this before. It wasn't harsh. It wasn't abrasive. It was just really, really loud, and it was like eleven o'clock at night, and I'm. It came from the bushes. Like there was nothing in the bushes, nothing electric was in the bushes. And it was so loud. I thought, oh my God, my neighbor must be having a party, but her house sits at the back of her property. Uh So I walked over to where we had this little walk through where it goes from my property to hers. And I look back there and they're all standing. There's no music coming from back there. They're actually now came out of their home and are standing out in the driveway going, what the hell is going on with the music? And so she called me because she saw me out there. And she said, Robin, are you okay over there? And I said, well, I thought it was you. And she said, no. She said, I thought you were playing music. I said, I'm not playing anything. She said, neither are we. And Janice Carter and I are standing on the front porch going, what in 
the holy heck is going on? And you'd walk towards the bushes and it would just keep a playing. There was nothing there. There was nothing electric. There was nothing that could have made music. So her and I are thinking, well, it's got to be coming from the next road over, which there's to get to the next road over. You have to understand you have to drive two Uh miles down the road and it's like 200 acres before you get over to the next road. Right. And this is like so loud. It sounded like somebody had a boom box on sitting in the bushes. I mean, every neighbor, there was just her and one other neighbor, and everybody heard it. But what portal, like, where would it be coming from? All we know is it came from inside the bushes. So Janice and I get in the car, and we're now determined we're going to find out where this music was coming from. And it's now going on 1230 at night. Uh, Yeah. My neighbor gets in their car. They're driving around trying to find out where it's coming from. We drove all over the place. We went even into town. We could not find this music. It was insane. And the whole time it just kept right on going. And so my, and my neighbor is calling me on the phone and we're like, did you find it? No. Did you find it? No, we don't know where it's at. And Gail's cracking up. She's like, Robin, it's coming from your bushes. I'm like, I know it's coming from my bushes, but there's nothing, you know, we have these, these big pine trees and bushes that go the length of the property on both sides. And it was coming from the one side that, um, a female, her name is Milaka, and her mate Shandoah have a little boy named Zerky. And Zerky played in the bushes all the time. And then there was always three foots because oh. uh, Shandoah was the leader of, the, of that particular clan, and there was always three foots that followed him everywhere he went. And so we're like looking, thinking that they're in there, but we couldn't see anything. But we didn't go through the bushes because we didn't know what was going on inside those bushes. Like it's just this huge boom of music. And Janice and I are cracking up, and we're like, this is insane. Like we went everywhere. We even drove up to the schools in town thinking maybe, you know, they're having some concert or something. I mean, we literally, no stone was unturned and the neighbor was doing the same thing and she couldn't find it either. Huh? You said the music was a different type of music. Oh yeah. I've never heard music like that before. Like I said, it wasn't offensive. It wasn't abrasive. It was just, and there was no words to it. It was just music. But I've never heard music like that. It was actually quite nice, but what it was, I have no idea. And that was when we came back, Gail had finally called me and said, listen, we're going to go home and try to go to bed. Like, you know, I don't even, there's nobody to tell to turn it down because it's just coming out of your bushes. Right. Like, And there's nothing in the bushes. There's no electrical outlets. There's no cords going to said bushes, nothing. And it was just so big. It was like on loudspeakers, like a regular radio or boombox could not have made that much noise. So she went on in the house. So we're coming back to the house and we hadn't got to it yet. And Brownie pipes in and he's like, go past the house. I said, why? I'm tired. Now it's after one o'clock. It's almost one thirty in the morning. I'm like, why? He said, no, go down. You'll find it. Just go down past the house. You need to go down by the water. You'll find what's waiting for you. I'm like, Okay. So I drive past my house, I go down there, and there sitting on the side of the road, right next to the water, is this kitten that you could see every vertebrae in its body because it was so starved and dehydrated. And I get there, and he said, you have to take him home. And I said, of course I do. So I stop the car in the middle of the road, and and the kitten runs up the road, and I'm like, he's not going to let me catch him. I get out of the car and I said, hey, buddy, I guess you're supposed to be coming home with me. And this kitten oh, yeah. ran at me like his butt was on fire, ran, climbed up my pant legs and into my arms. 
I'm like, alrighty then. So he came home. We brought yeah. him. He's still here. He so, weighs almost 20 pounds now, but he's still here. We named him Forrest because we pulled him out of the forest. Is there a relation to that with the music, though? No. The relation to him is they have taken him in portals I don't know how many times, and he's not allowed out of the house, and they know it. And there has been multiple times that Mr. Forrest has ended up in a portal. So why they think he can go in them, I don't know. Um, that bush that he goes in? He, there's, you know, he has gone into a portal over in that bush, but there's also one in the backyard next to the pen where, where the fence is at for the animals. And there's this big tree. The tree has always given me the creeps. It's very, very bushy. And the underside mm -hmm. of it looks like somebody guts it out. It's clean as a whistle under there. And you go between these two parts of it, and that's where that portal's at. And he has, the first time he disappeared in a portal, he was in the house. And he was gone. Him and another cat that I had were just vanished. And we turned this house upside down, couldn't find him. And I was just devastated because he is my baby. He's just a big old baby. Right. And I was devastated. I cried. I was a wreck. And I finally, I told Brownie, I said, please, you've got to find out which one. Of, and Brownie said one of the other kids from the other clan took him, and that he mm -hmm. was in a portal. And I said, please bring him back. And I was standing upstairs, and all of a sudden, I felt something on my foot, and he was up against my leg. Wow. And I was like, okay, thank God he's back. So then the next time, he started doing this thing where he would be fine and not try to get out. And then all of a sudden, he would just, like his life depended on it, he had to get outside. And once he got outside, he knew where he was going and he would go straight to the portals. And he, he had gotten in the one and he came right back. He was only gone about a half hour and he got out again and the same thing happened. And I'm like, no, I, I'm so afraid he's not coming back one of these times. And the last time he got out, instead of going, he started over to the portal where the music came from. And we turned around and got him back. And Janice was here and she was trying to help me get him. And he was coming towards me and he stopped, put his head up in the air, looked sideways down to where that portal's at on the, in the backyard. And then he just pivoted and made a beeline, like something called him. It was very clear. Something called him. So I went after him. I watched him go into that portal and vanish into thin air. I come in the house and I was just having a fit. In five days my baby was gone. I was a mess. And Pat, God love that man. You know, we have such a problem with snakes here. And he was out in those woods every day calling and calling and calling because I was so upset. And he went out there anyway. And I was terrified he was going to get snake bit. And yeah. he never saw hide nor hair of him. And I told him, I said, if he could come back, he would. Yeah. Because he would never go anywhere. And finally, you know, Pat had said to Brownie, he said, you got to find out who took him and get him back because she's a rock. And Brownie right. said, I will get him back. I will go back and I will find him. And we were in the house and he and Brownie piped up and said, he's back. And he just trotted right back out of that portal like nobody's business. Come up on the porch and he's ready to come in the house. So but he doesn't normally go outside. He's not allowed outside. So it isn't comforting to know that they can portal into our house. Well, the, the, what they did was they took him out of the house into a portal. I think they just cloaked him and took him. I mean, I've not seen a portal open up in the house, but I know they took him outside and put one in a portal with them. But, you know, the other times he 
he got outside. He literally would sit by the door. And as soon as you'd open the door, he'd dart out. And that was not his normal behavior. Right. And, but each time he did, he went straight for the portals every stinking time, you know, and he's gotten better where he's figured out that mom's going to have an aneurysm if he does it. So he's gotten much better that he's so fat. He doesn't like to go very far, but um, yeah, when I got him, he looked like he was on death's door. We brought him in and he literally, we had, bowls of food and he ate five bowls little bowls of food and I can't even tell you how much water he tanked up on I've never seen a cat look as bad as he did like how he was alive I don't even know I walked in the house and Pat was sitting on the couch and I said honey it's a boy and he looked at him and he thought it was a cat that we already had he said what are you doing I said no it's a boy he said what are you talking about he said isn't that our cat I'm like it is now Wow. I said, the foots told me to go down and get him. And, you know, Pat being Pat is like, okay, if that's what they told us to do, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm really lucky with him because he doesn't yeah. get riled up about that stuff. But and he's been with us ever since. And you never figured out what the beat, where the music, like, do you have any theories on that? No, none. I have theories no idea where it was coming from. The only thing I will say this is I have seen portals that open up and music comes out of these portals. What, it, who's doing it? Why? I don't know, but I've never heard it play music to as loud as what that was going on. Like I, you could hear it all the way down the road. And then the closer you got to my bushes, the louder it got. It was just insane and completely crazy. Like I said, my one neighbor saw it or heard it and she was like, she was outside, her and her son, who was an adult, and his family. They were all outside trying to figure it out. They're walking around in the woods and driving up and down the road. I mean, it wasn't just that I heard it. Yeah. That's you funny. know, it was just like, you know, something from the insane clown posse. I don't know. It's just, I know. Some of us are so blessed to deal with all this crap. You know, people ask me, like, I can't remember where I was or who I was talking to. And they're like, if that happened to me, like I'd be so, so upset. Like I would just, you know, crap my pants or whatever. It doesn't, you know, I feel blessed. I really do because I get to see a world that most people don't. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And if it means that people don't believe me, then I guess I'm okay with that. Right. Right. You know what the trade off is. I get to see these things. I mean, the bad part of it is I can get killed, but you know, yeah. the good part of it is, is I get to experience it. You know, yeah. I wouldn't want my life any different. I really wouldn't. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why I get to see it. But then now, Muwak and Shindoa's son, Zerki, and he's getting older now, because I think he was like, maybe three when I, two or three when I got here. So, you know, he's five, six years old now. And he comes up on the porch because I have a pan bolted to the banister for the feral cats. And I put cat food in it every night. Mm -hmm. And I have these glass panels on the side of my door. You'll be in the living room and all you see is this big black head through the glass panel. Because he goes up there and steals all the cat food. He thinks I don't know when he does it. God. I have a picture of him sitting on my porch. But you can't tell that it's him. All you see is this blob sitting on the porch. Mm-hmm. But this blob that's sitting on the porch, I it, the security camera picked it up and took a picture of it. And the next yeah. night, I went out there and sat on my porch in the same spot, and you couldn't even see me. Oh, wow. 
But he's the one, and I sent you this picture of the one with the hand in front of his face and the tree. Do you remember know. that one? No, I don't you remember can... you sending me that oh, one. Okay, I'm gonna send you that one tonight too. Um, you can you clearly one with the Christmas tree too. Yeah, I'll do that tonight. Okay. Um, but what will happen is you'll see his entire hand. You can count all the digits on his hand. You can count his knuckles, and if you look above his hand, you'll see hair, swipes okay. of hair. He's got okay. more of a balder face, but yeah, he's a riot. He he was in the big tree out in the front yard, and I I knew he was out there. So I took pictures of him and I got that. Right. <laughs> but his hand, he covered his hand, his hand over his face. Yeah, I want to see those. I want to see the pictures. <laughs> He's a trip. I'm going to put the Christmas tree one up for the. Um, oh, yeah, go ahead. About picture tonight because that would be cute for Christmas time. Yeah. Know? Yeah, so, they're right. You can see them in there. They look like they've got little mittens on their hands and they're facing each other. They look, <laughs> their faces look like little moles. I'm not even kidding you. That's but laugh, they had the funniest, their laughter was just infectious. They were like deep belly laughs. We'd put a bulb on the tree, they'd knock it off and you'd hear the laugh. And Kate and Pat and I were cracking up because all you can hear is this laughter coming. I mean, how many people have Christmas trees that laugh? Yeah, I know. That's, this you is know, cool. but we couldn't get the lights on. We couldn't get the bulbs on. You know, we did the best that we could. And then the next morning, get up and the trees on it, you know, tipped over yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Good God. You wonder how strong these things are because they're so oh tiny. It's, it's you just know? bizarre. Oh, I know. Man. And now I've got elves on the shelves that can get into all kinds of stuff. I'm not <laughs> sure what. I don't know what they'll do tonight. Anything is possible. I don't think you need elves on the shelf. I don't think you need anything fake at all. Oh, my gosh. And Skylar, she's so precious explaining the elves on the shelf. And the one was in the uh, my uh, KitchenAid mixer in the yeah. bowl. And yeah. the other one was in the door panel that has the ice maker for the refrigerator. Yeah. And she's like, Grandma, what are we going to do? Because we're going to make cookies for Grandpa. So she's like, how are we going to do it? We can't touch it. If you touch the elves on the shelves, you take away their magic. So grandma goes and I get out the uh, spaghetti prongs. And we spaghetti pronged him and picked her up and moved her. And then got the, did the same thing with the one in the ice maker. So that we didn't take away any magic. Right. The other one that's in a popcorn comb is still in the popcorn machine. You never know what they'll do during the night. Well, that's what I was telling you too, Blair. We got, we went up, we got candy cane lane and she was, um, Santa was up there after I just told her he comes, yeah. you know, and she freaked out. He gave her a candy cane. It was the cutest thing. I mean, you should have seen her. They're so cute. I'm telling you, we went to Riverbank Zoo last night and did the lights and walked around. It was fabulous. It was so nice. I will really wish, you know, because we're going to be going back to Michigan. So this will probably be our last Christmas here. And I wish we would have done it in prior years because it was fabulous. I think that I just loved it. And they have a festival of lights um, down closer towards Charleston area. That is just incredible. We were, we've gone twice before and it's absolutely beyond beautiful and incredible, but there's just something about being at the zoo. You know, this, for me, just, this is me personally, my mm -hmm. favorite place. There's two places that are my top place tied for first place of, of being anywhere in the world. And it's in the woods or at the zoo. Yeah. Yeah. That's my happy place. Well, your you house know, is the zoo. 
Well, my house is a zoo. I know. I've got to rebuild my Sulcutta cage because she's getting ready to climb out of it. She's a monster. But, um, you know, it's just, it is. And so we just had so much fun. And I was in so much pain because of my back. And Mm -hmm. it was worth every single ounce of pain because it was incredible. And the kids were just lit up like little Christmas trees, you know. And we had so much fun. And they harassed me the entire time, which I always love. My 15-year-old granddaughter... (laughs) (laughs) or 12 year old brother I mean their their life is about picking on grandpa or picking on me so Mm. you know that was fun and then the eight-year-old that is extremely you know articulate she acts like she's 25 yeah and she's going to take the world by storm I tell you but um so it was so much fun like I said they picked on us incredibly bad and they had good time doing that so it's neat I love Christmas time I know Christmas is the best, you know, Pat's got all of his little Christmas village houses out. So that's a good thing. I got all this stuff too. I just, I didn't decorate as much this year. I just, I, my spirit would not. Yeah. It would not have gotten decorated at all. Had the kids not done it. And really I used to, my house used to look like a winter wonderland at all times. And it's pathetic when I look at it and see where it is. Now, when my mom came three years ago, I made handmade Christmas curtains. I have banister wrap. I mean, this place, I because I, I wanted it to look special for my mom, it was literally a winter wonderland. Yep, that's and I'm... then the two years after that, we were sick for Christmas both years, so there was very little of anything done. And this year, I just didn't have the Christmas spirit. It's like things have just been so rough. For... I don't know what's going on with me. I've got, I put a Christmas tree up for the kids, but... Like, I mean, I go all out. We just deck everything out. It's See, beautiful. that's what I normally do. I didn't even do lights outside. I normally do my banisters. Yeah. Like, I, I literally go nuts, and I just haven't done it. And so um, I was I'm gone for the day. And, yeah, I was gone for the day, and Ryan and Kate said, hey, man, what do you think about letting the kids decorate? And Pat was home, and I said, you guys go for it. Like, I want to come back home and see Santa's workshop, you know. So they did a good job. I mean, it's just not as much as I normally do. Like I do every doorway, but I don't know what is going on, but all, every light strand I had didn't work. Now what, and I have lights for this whole house inside now. Not one strand worked. They found my um, LED lights for the tree and they did the banisters because I have a lot of banisters in here and they did the banisters, but that's the only lights that would work. Yeah. So I was disappointed because I do the doorways, I do the arches, I do everything, like, you know, as yeah. much as I can. Yeah, I, I go crazy with it, too. I just, this year, and it's so sad because both of us have our grandkids home. And I know. Going all and out and next them. year, we're going to be, you know, next year, yeah. we're going to be doing it different. So, well, yeah. Grandkids will be with us. I just, well, hopefully we'll have Santa's Wonderland open by then. Wouldn't you that know? be great? You know, um, I mean, I, I want the grandkids to all be there for Christmas. If not, I've got grandkids in Michigan and we're going to use them. I <laughs> know. <laughs> well, we'll have, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have, I have seven grandkids in Michigan. So, yeah. So I'll loan you grandkids because yeah, you'll be with, you'll be with us for Christmas anyway. So I'll make them come with me. I know I will. Yep. That's what, that, I'm telling you. It's the more land we get, it's a compound. Yep, that's what I want. 
And mm. I have to have land anyway, because like here, I only have an acre and a half, yeah. which is okay. You know, it's not what I wanted, but it was okay because I fell in love with the house and it's nestled back in the woods. But I, you know, I am so glad I had the foresight to let my neighbor know, like I wasn't going to, because I don't just go up to complete strangers, you know, and say all this. And I knew her about three or four months and I finally, I'm like, I got to tell her, like I yeah. have something told me if I didn't, I would regret it. So I wow. told her and she said, you know, if anybody else had told me this, I would say no. Yeah. But coming from you, she said, I, for some reason, I believe everything you're telling me. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that I did because when they showed up in her yard, it could have gone really bad, really yeah. fast because, you know, her son come running in the house, mom, where's the gun? Where's the gun? And she's like, why, why do you need the gun? And he's like, there's this big, you know, this creature that's outside and he's standing there and, and she's like, oh no, Robin already told me what they were. No guns. Yeah. We don't want that fight with them. You right. know, we're not going to do that. And so it was handled appropriately. Nobody was hurt. Yeah. Um, nobody was threatened. And she does well with them now. Awesome. You know, she's seen them a few times. And other than, you know, they steal a couple of her flower pots now and then. That's pretty much the worst of it. Yeah. And, you know, so thankfully, I'm glad I told her because it could have, you know, gone badly. I know. But um, And she's comfortable with them. She's not fearful of them. You know, her grandson seen him, her son seen him, her family seen him. Yeah. You know, my neighbor on the other side, if he's seen them, he hasn't said anything. Do you tell her if there's bad ones around? Do you warn her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I told her what to look for. I, I always tell people, I, there's not one person that I've talked to that I've ever said they're all good or they're all bad because they aren't. They're just as individualized as we are. Right. But, you know, anybody, you don't have to be an intuitive. If you go even up to Walmart, you know, and you walk by somebody, you get an idea if they're good or bad. Like, people don't think that they're, you know, like, they'll tell me, I'm not an intuitive. I can't pick it up. But, yeah, when you walk by somebody and you kind of feel like you recoil. Yeah. Because your your body picks up the energy before your brain does. So right. your body recognizes an energy that it's not comfortable with because it's a darker energy opposed to yours. And you just kind of feel like you just don't want to be around that person. That's yeah. you picking up that energy vibe. It's the same thing with them. I mean, you're going to know if you're feeling like that, you know. And yeah. I did um, an interview the other day with Rob. Um, he goes by uh, Michigan Bigfoot Rob or Bigfoot Rob. But anyway, he's in Michigan. Super, super nice guy. I don't know him that well. And I'm looking forward to knowing him better. Um, he has a podcast called Lunch with Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. And he had asked me very kindly to come on his show. And I said, yeah, I would. And I didn't have time to talk to him previously other than a quick hi. I, you know, and he reminded me about the show and when it was. And I'm like, okay, I'll be ready. And that was it. I really... He seemed really super sweet. Um, my dear friend Duke Sullivan knew him and said he was very good. And like, okay, I'm all for it. But we didn't have time to talk before the mm -hmm. show, which was okay. So we go to do the show. And while we're doing the show, this Bigfoot pops in my head and shows me what he looks like. And he's like, you need to tell him about this, this, and this. And so I did. And he, he looked at me and he's like, you're kidding, right? And I'm like, no, why? And he's like, I'm like blown away right now because – that was actually my first encounter. And I didn't know it. I, I had not talked to him about anything. So 
that kind of surprised him on the show. And it, we had so much fun. He was, the gentleman was extremely nice. He's out of Michigan. So when we get to Michigan, we're going to look him up. Yeah. And he was just as sweet as sweet could be. I really enjoyed it. It was only an hour show, so it was real short and sweet. But I had a lot of fun. And I, it seemed to make him happy. And that always makes me happy, too. Yeah. You know? That sounds like that. Cool. That's the whole reason you go out and talk to people, you know, and he seemed real happy about it. And um, he had some questions that I, I think the interview went different than what he thought it would, because after that happened, he was like, OK, well, now that you're talking to him, can you ask him this or that? You know, and so mm -hmm. we did that a little bit, but it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. He had a really good show. Um, I hope it went well as far as, you know, his ratings and stuff with me on it, because I never know. But I enjoyed it. And he's out of Michigan. So like I said, that's one more person. I have a whole list of people that want us to go out in the woods with them. Oh, cool. That sounds awesome. So we have a lineup. Um, we have oh. a guy, and I never pronounced his name last, last name correctly, so I'm, I'm going to try. His name is Chad. He's in Michigan. He does research right out next to the area that I did all, a lot of research at. So uh -huh. I'm anxious to get back and we'll go out with him. And uh, there's another woman that was extremely wonderful. I talked to her the other day and she's up across the straits in the UP. So we'll take a drive up there. Just a lot of really, really nice people that have been so welcoming to me yeah. when they found out I was coming back to Michigan. Like, and there's a gal named Sheila that is not been out in the woods a lot, but she's really anxious to go out in the woods with us. And I thought, you know what? made me really feel like maybe this was the right decision because yeah. yeah, people have been really supportive and been, you know, when you get back, you know, love to catch up with you and get, get out in the woods with you. And then I have my own people that I was going out in the woods with before I moved. And I have a dear friend in Indiana and then his brother is in Kalamazoo, Michigan and very, very anxious to see them again. I saw them when I went for the Michigan conference and my friend in Indiana was kind enough to house me there for a few days and I just got like star treatment. They were so incredibly kind. Right. So, um, and I got a chance to see his brother who I, I absolutely adore. So I can't wait to see everybody. It'll be nice. I want to get out in the field too. I'm ready to get well, out. I'm dragging your butt everywhere. So yeah. you're going to be out in the field. Out foot research, not just podcast research. You no, know? that's what I'm talking about. You know, I haven't been able to be out in the woods like I want to here. Of course, everything comes to the house, and that's good. But well, I've never, huh? I've never been one that was just the armchair researcher. Mm -mm. You know, what are you going to do sitting in the house? Get me outside. Get me doing. Of course, like I said, we've had all these crazy experiences. In fact, I think somebody's outside the window because the window that had light in it is now dark. But yeah. anyway, um, you know. But I, I'm happier out in the woods during the day. Yeah. You know, they used, I used to go out in the woods with them at night, but, um, you know, and I probably would still do it again in certain areas. In fact, yeah. I had, you know, I think it was, was it you Chad? Yeah, Chad, I think you have down there. I mean, why do you, you know? Yeah. And Chad got hold of me, I think it was yesterday. And he was over in some of my old stomping grounds and he was like, I'm going to go here, here, here. And I'm like, okay, this area, if you go in, there's a guard that watches the place. He will be really super grumpy when you go in because he doesn't like the thing is, is he's not a bad guy. He guards that area of the woods because mm -hmm. it's actually motorcycle trails in there and they hate the motorcycles going mm -hmm. through there. They're loud. They scare their children. They disrupt their lives. And but they have incredible structures in there and they've got a lot of foots in there. And so I went in there the one time and, and he was kind of a grumble bunny. He was cloaked, but you could hear him growling. 
Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, listen, I have permission to be here. And he's like, no, you don't. I said, yes, I am. Ask Earthkeeper. I can walk where I wish. And so, you know, he backed down. He was very nice. And then my friend Lauren and I got lost in the woods there and it was pitch dark and we had three of them that were escorting us out. And there was on the other side of us, they were killing raccoon and eating a raccoon. It was, it was a freak storm. It was, it was terrible. It was so dark. We couldn't see. They drained the batteries in both our phones. So we had no flashlight, no nothing. It was a, it was a hot mess. Just unbelievable. I can't believe we even got out of there in one piece. But they didn't. They never did try to hurt us. Yeah, you when know. thing with him, when he, that happened with him the other day, it was storming. You know, with the door opening in the bathroom. Yeah. Storming, I thought, it's, oh, there's always some association with that, it seems. Well, you yeah. know, the ETs do two things. Number one, when there are bad storms, they ride in with the storms because it's harder to be detective. One, most people aren't outside. Two, you aren't going to notice anything funny because of all the clouds in the storm and it's harder to be seen. The other thing is they will create storms to come in on. Hmm. I mean, so some of the storms that we get, um, not all of the really bad ones, but some of the really bad ones that we get are actually caused by them. Right. And I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it. Well, they say our government can do it, so it doesn't surprise me. Our government does it too, yeah. You know, rotten is what rotten is, but um, yeah, so it's, it is kind of freaky, but you know, you even go on the internet or even on the news and all you're seeing right now are people watching UFOs, every single shape, size you can think of. And they are on the move. So something major is getting ready to break. I know. I've asked the foots about it and all I've heard from them is that they are in defense mode. They are prepared, you know, that this is what's been predicted. So they haven't really given me any concrete information other than it's going to happen the way it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Nice stuff. I'm telling you, but hopefully they got the message the other night when they came for a visit, cause it didn't go well for them. I hope so too. Is that all you said you had other, you think is, I mean, are you forgetting anything? You know, I had so much, no, I had so much stuff to talk to you about. And honestly, I'm trying to remember, and there is more, I'm being honest with you. I know there's more because there's just been so much, so much going on. I went out last night, letting the dogs out and there was one over on the side of the the yard because it darted over to my neighbors. All I saw was a glimpse of it as it went flying out. I mean, it was running, but yeah, there's been all kinds of stuff going on, you know, things that make absolutely no sense right even out even out in the garage i mean there's kennels out in the garage and there's a kennel for the mini pigs because i don't leave any of my animals out overnight and um i mean if they had to be out in the elements dear god they wouldn't know what to do they have to have their air conditioner or their heater or whatever but um they think so most of the time but um i try but i went out there the other day and it's like the washer and dryer were open cages were open and I'm like what is going on here like really mm-hmm. you know sometimes I get so frustrated and it's just like if you're gonna do stuff like how about fold the laundry I know. <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean do something yeah do something helpful yeah. But yeah. And I've got to think about the other stuff because there, I need to start writing it down when it goes on because there's a bunch of stuff I was going to tell you. Write it down. Um, and I know we were talking about the child abductions mm-hmm. and we were going to touch base on that. There was the one in Michigan that was, it was really frightening because 
you know, you can't just go to people and say, oh, by the way, a Bigfoot told me this, and this is what happened to your kid. It doesn't work that way. And there was um, a young woman. She was a college. She was No, she was older. Than, I think she was out of college. But anyway, she was a young woman. And she was on the walk trails up in, uh, oh, up across, well, no, it wasn't across the strait. I think it was Presque Island. And they, there was a big male that got hold of her and they did it as a ritual. It was a ritual killing. The Foots did it. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't aware anything had happened at first. All right. This is getting freaky over here. I had a, I'm not trying to interrupt it, but I had a thing of parchment paper laying down and I just moved it and laid it down before I got on with you. And now for whatever reason, it's standing upright on my stove. Yep. That yep. is bizarre. Like upright, like on the end standing yep. up. That's so crazy. But anyway, um, so I became aware of it because I happened to see on the internet that the woman was missing. And I said to the foots, I said, does anybody have any idea where she might be? And they came back and said that this is what had happened. And then the next morning it was on the news that they found her and she had been ripped apart limb to limb. And so I said to the foots, I said, okay, who did it? And they said, well, this is why they did it. And it's wrong. And, da, da, da. and I said, somebody needs to do something like this. Can't, you know, this individual cannot, obviously cannot continue to do this either somebody does something about it or I'm going to council, you know, the council overshadows, you know, multiple clans. And they said that council was aware of it and that it was trying, they were deciding the punishment. And then they came back later and said that he was to be killed and they killed him. So it wouldn't happen again. And I've never heard of it happening again, but mm. I had told somebody that's in the research field, which I'd rather not bring up any names. And he said, well, you must call the parents immediately. I said, I can't call the parents and tell them what? I mean, these people are grieving because their child was murdered in a very vicious way. Right. So now I'm going to go to them and say, oh, this yeah. is what happened. I can't see how that's going to give those, that parent a peace. You know, and above all else, I would never do anything to hurt somebody. Yeah, it's not going to matter. Yeah. It. And so my friend that I told this to is like, well, we'll call a press conference and you can just tell them and da, 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 da. And I'm like, no. no, because now the next thing is you want to do a press conference or what about my children? Yeah. Because nobody is going to believe me that the foots right. told me that this happened. So they're going to come here and attack me and attack my kids. And then my kids are going to go to school and get made fun of and picked on. And it, you know, for what I can't give these parents peace. Right. And all I'm going to do is destroy my kids' lives. I won't do it. And he called me everything in the book. I was selfish. I was this. I was that. And I said, I'm not a perfect person. Don't claim to be. And I do a lot of things wrong. But you right. know what? I get up in the morning and I do my damn just to help every single person I can help. And I'm not perfect at it by a long shot. But I don't ever do anything in a selfish manner. That's mm -hmm. not me. You know, and if I do do something in a selfish manner, it certainly isn't intentional because that's not what I believe in. And I'm like, this isn't about me being selfish. And he says, well, if you weren't being selfish, you would tell the parents they have a right to know. I said, no, you just want to make this about 
announcing about the Bigfoot. And there's more at stake here. These people are never going to be able to move forward with what they have to deal with with their daughter if they think this is how it happened. I'm not doing it. And I never did do it. You couldn't. How could you honestly justify that? Like you, I can't. I mean, my God, that, that just sounds asinine. I know. I can't justify that. And I wouldn't do it. I made sure. Mailbox or something. I made sure that the one that did that to her was was removed. Robin, what happens that, to after death? Well, they can, you know, there's a lot of debate on that. Like when I've talked to them about it, once they die, I don't, they don't like just die. You know, I mean, they go through, they have burials. They have their own funerals. They do the four days of silence afterwards. They have certain ways they put them in the grave, you know, that have to be done a certain way. And they have their own belief system, which is all fine. But when you ask them, they say that they go from the physical form into spirit form, and they say they last any, they live anywhere from, you know, 350 to 500 years in spirit form. And then how they would die at that point, I don't know. Being honest, I don't know. But that's what they've said. And they had told me that before. And then Igor Borstev asked them when we were talking to ones that he corresponds with in Russia, and they said the same thing. So, I mean, you know, that's more than one set that have. I've talked to ones that were ancient ones that were, the one was 550 years old, they, they claim. Okay. So, you know, and then also I was told that our humans used to live two and 300 years. And we don't now because of chemicals that are put in us through our food and that's what's now why we don't have a long lifespan anymore now are we the same in spirit form do we have a limit in spirit form as well i don't i don't think that i mean we go into you know we can be a ghost or whatever but no i don't believe so i i if, if we do it's not something that's been, I've, anybody's ever told me i just you know i mean we go we can go yeah. and turn into a ghost but then you're reincarnated you know our souls get reincarnated over and over and over and over You know, I mean, yeah, there's, I'm, I'm like, I remember different, there's, I remember some of my different lives. In fact, Pat and I were together before, yeah. and we have the same memory of being together in a past life. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. You know, some of the people that are Christian that listen to my station, and I'm a Christian, all right, but they, I just, I have, I have a very hard time with these closed-minded, um, the people that just follow the Bible and that's it. And they won't allow themselves any room right. to understand. Well, I'm a Christian. So I, I mean, there. I, I'm definitely you know? a Christian and I believe in God, but I do believe that every religion has rewritten the Bible to a certain right. extent. Not the whole thing. I'm not going to say cover to cover. They rewrote it. No, no, but they have made all, they've, you know, made different, you know, things in the Bible that they've rewritten per their own personal beliefs, but every religion has their own personal beliefs. So it, it's all, you know, each religion has rewritten their Bible. Yeah. You know, per their you beliefs. And I think it's like okay. Yeah. I think it's okay. In my own opinion, for whatever it's worth, it's okay to have your beliefs. 
I have no problem. Th- I would never want to challenge anybody's beliefs or change their beliefs because that's, that's theirs. Right. They're entitled to believe as they wish. The only thing I say about it is we don't know everything. Don't close off your mind because you're missing a lot. Right. You know, we don't know everything. We're not God. Yeah. And it's the thing is, is there's so much to learn that we're not learning because we are being told things don't exist, but we're being led around by the nose being told things don't exist. So you're welcome to your beliefs. I encourage everybody to have their own beliefs. You know, I would never condemn that. I would never change it. I would never alter it. But also in your beliefs, don't limit yourself so that you miss out on other truths. Right. You know, and the same thing that I've said for years that I say in every podcast, seeing is not believing. You have to believe it to see it. When you open your mind to believe that things are possible, you become more aware of your surroundings and you then you become more aware of what is actually there. Mm -hmm. You can be a devout Catholic. You can be any religion that you are and believe in God because God, I believe in God. I believe in creator. The Bigfoots believe in God. They're highly religious people. Mm-hmm. Most people don't understand that. People that have, real, have a real close relationship with them do, but they really are highly religious. They believe in creator, which is the same as our God. And they worship him. They used to go every night to this one area in the woods right off the front of my house. And they would go there every night. And you could tell by the general feel of it and listen to them talk. They were worshiping. Right. You know, and, there is a part in the Bible, and I'm sorry, everybody, I don't remember the section it's in. I really don't. It's been, oh, my God, probably 20 years, 30 years since I saw it. It talks about the hairy people, and it also talks about the, the people that came from the stars. Right. I mean, it's in there if you are careful enough to look for it, and you keep your mind open enough to see it when you read it and not just go over it like yep. it's not there and continue into something else. So. You know, I, but like I said, they go over it. They just, you know, they, they only can catch what their mind can wrap them around. And then the rest of it is just, or then they just, anything they don't understand is then deemed evil, you know? Yeah. And I think too, you know, the Bible, each religion, it's an interpretation. Mm -hmm. It really is. And I just have a hard time with some of this because I get, you know, some of these people that are like, you know, Girls, you need to learn this and you need to understand that. And like, how do you know who made you the expert? You know, and then there, you know, they will. Well, so my Bible isn't enough now that, you know, you say, and I'm like, I'm like, I didn't say that. What I'm saying is there's a lot. And I'm not saying, yeah. And I'm not saying that to believe the Bible. I'm not saying that at all. My goodness. I would never challenge the Bible. No, you know, I'm simply saying that you can have your religion, you can have your beliefs and you can still keep an open mind and learn more. Right. You don't have to limit yourself and say, if it's not written in the Bible, it doesn't exist. If it's not written in the Bible, that's not how it goes. You know, the, the Bible can't contain everything. It certainly doesn't. It certainly doesn't. I mean, it may have the high points in it. God. Yeah. Everything about our God that's lived for how, I mean, as far as we know, forever. And if well, you and there's a lot of contradictions because I get people that come at me and say, how can you even say that any of the ETs are good? They're all demonic. Number one, they're not demonic. They don't come from the underworld. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, no, you know, they're all demonic. Well, how can you say that? Because in the Bible, it clearly states God created the heavens and the earth. 
God created everything. So if God created the heavens and the earth and it created everything, then the ETs are part of it. Right. So, you know, there's just a lot of contradictions in there. And people will get violent. I mean, they get fighting over this stuff. And that's not something I'm willing to fight over. I will never try to turn somebody's beliefs. I will share my experiences. I will share what I've learned or what I believe. But I'm not going to try to change somebody's beliefs. I'm not going to try to to challenge the religion. They're entitled to believe what they want. You know? Just drive you nuts. They will. They come at me and they're like, but in the Bible it says this and you don't know the Bible. And I'm like, you know what? Well, my thing is, it's not, I don't know every verse in the Bible. I don't claim to. I've read read parts of the Bible. Do I sit there and read the Bible every day? No, I do not. And I haven't read the Bible cover to cover, but I have read parts of it. Um, I've gone to church and and Mm -hmm. enjoyed myself very much. And I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I have my faith. But, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm not open to all the possibilities of what is in our world. Right. And I can't deny the experiences that I've lived through. And I, it makes it even harder to deny them when other people are there with me while they're happening. I can't say, oh, my gosh, I didn't see what I saw when there's 10 people there. And the other thing, too, it doesn't mean that everything that exists that isn't human is evil. Okay. It, no. And that's a. That's oh, God, I'm so glad you said that because it's so true. You, you know? know, I mean, the Bigfoots, they've say Brownie in Shadow and Blackie and even Naiden, they've saved my life four times now mm-hmm. in their, their clan because the one time it was a group effort. But, you know, these people, and they are an ancient people. You know, people still argue, no, they're not human. Yes, they are. They have a written language. They have their own language. They can speak our language. They have an Mm -hmm. alphabet. They have a culture. They have laws. They believe in the creator. All of these things, and they can talk. They can write. They can, I mean, my goodness. Yeah. You know, if it looks like a duck and it walks like it's a duck, it's a damn duck. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be that. It's easy for you to believe it. There's a lot of things in life that aren't easy to believe. I just lost my aunt a week and a half ago, and it was a very big shock to our family because nobody saw it coming. She wasn't ill, and it was a complete shock. Well, just because I have a hard time wrapping my head around it doesn't make it not that it didn't happen. I know. I mean, I'm sure for the rest of the family's sake that we wish that it didn't happen, but it did. And it was a shock and it's something that I can't get my, I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around it, but it it's real. I know. Well, it's like you know? the people who believe in God, but they don't believe in the devil or the people that believe in Bigfoot, but they don't believe in dogmen. or they, you know, what they, I have a problem with is people. Yeah. Um, I have a problem with people that have what I call convenient beliefs. Mm-hmm. If it's convenient for them to believe in it and it works for them and what they want, then they believe it. And I tend to live more in, I don't limit anything because I don't know it. You know, I mean, I can't, you can't change the truth. It doesn't have to be easy. It doesn't have to be fun, but it is the truth and you can't change it. Right. Right. You know, so it, it's just, you know, and I don't, like I said, I don't 
ever, ever try to convince people. Like, I refuse to get in a shouting match in an argument with somebody. You don't want to believe it? Don't believe it. No, I, I don't. <laughs> just some of the, it, I just, I can't. First of all, you don't know me enough to tell me how I feel or how I walk with a creator. You don't know exactly enough as people. Well, I'll tell you, when I, when I had to go against some of the Bigfoot that were in Pennsylvania and they were trying to actively kill people mm -hmm. and I was brought there by Earthkeeper to stop it. I didn't know what I was going there for. I just knew that he had asked me to come and I did. And that's what I was brought there to do. And I am not afraid to say that when I went out there and had to face them, I asked for God to be there. I asked for Earthkeeper to be there. And they both told me that they would be. And I tell you what, there's only been one other time in my life besides there that I felt like I had the hand of God on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I will go to my grave saying that. And had he not been with me that day, I probably wouldn't have survived it. Yep. But he was. Yep. And I'm here and it worked and nobody's gotten hurt since, right. you know, but I don't hesitate to call on God to be there beside me, especially with all this craziness, you, you know, but then you have people that say, and I know it works in some cases where you have some of these entities coming at you and they say, plead, the, you know, plead the blood of Jesus Christ and call on God and that will protect you. And I believe that, you know, that will, but I also believe that some of these things, you know, it's not that I don't believe that that works because I know in a lot of instances it does. But some of these things go beyond what we can even comprehend. And, you know, they're bad for a reason. And right. I'm just, I always worry that in some cases, maybe that won't be enough, you know, just because, not because I don't think that God is almighty and all powerful, but because it seems to me from what I've seen, all this stuff eventually finds something that can get around it. They do. They're certain and powerful, more powerful. Yeah, and and that's what what concerns me. Take angels. And I've, more I've had people that claim that they've you know asked for God to help them in some of these circumstances, and it hasn't helped. And I've had people yeah. that say that they haven't. It worked. You know, I would never say that it wouldn't work. But there was a girl I, in California that she's she's I think the first one that had started a lawsuit against the government because she had gone out into the woods with her daughters in back of her house and they ran right smack into a Bigfoot family. Uh -huh. And she felt complete menace coming from it, but it was more of like a threat to get the hell out of there. So she backed yeah, up with yeah. her daughters and then this, of course, opened her up to all kinds of sightings after this happened. She ran into a dog man that was in her yard and this thing was coming into her yard over and over again. And she had had it one day and she was a, she's a devout Christian. She said she went barreling out of her house and she came, she went running towards this dog man and she was pleading the blood of Jesus over him, you know, to get out and rebuking him in the name of Jesus. And he just, he like waved his, his, his hand and just flipped her all the way up in the air upside yeah. down and she landed. And then he just You just don't know. And the other thing is mm -hmm. too, things shape shift. So what she saw that was a dogman, and it could have been a dogman. I'm not going to say it's not. I mean, I never talked to her about it or anything like that. But, you know, it's possible it was something else that shape shifted and made it look like a dogman. I mean, they really have a leg up on us. They truly do. And it, it really makes it difficult. It's like, that's why I always say, you know, I haven't gotten zapped yet. Knock on wood. 
My yeah. time's probably coming because there's something that will. We're getting zapped together, Robin. That's, we'll do it together. It'll, you know, it'll, it'll be one of those girl moments. I told my friend the other day, I took her to the hospital. I, my back was just, I had hurt my back and it was really, really bad. And she had fallen and gotten hurt. And I was very concerned about her that it had done internal damage. So I took her to the hospital and she actually broke a, a bone in her back. Yeah, And it had done damage as well. And so she was hurting. hurting. I'm hurting. And I said, I love you to pieces, but can we do something else for bonding? Because neither one of us can walk. Like we we were trying to walk around and then I had to take her. I took her to, I didn't have to, but I wanted to. Took her to her doctor's appointment for a recheck. And neither one of us could hardly walk in the doctor's office. And I'm like, this is just ridiculous. I see 90 year old women that can move faster than we do right now. God, like, I know about it. You know, it's like, can we do some other bonding activities? Besides yeah. This? yeah. I'll remind you of this. But I summer. have all kinds of people that would love to get, take us out in the woods or go, and I know places to go anyway, no, but no. I mean, yeah, we've got lots of things that we can do. It'll be fun. Oh, no. We better get off because I have to, um, Levi woke up and now I have to try to get him back to bed. So ah, and I have, my dogs have now figured out I'm not in the bedroom yet and it's bedtime and they're in the bedroom barking their heads off and Pat's trying to sleep because he's got to get up for work in, a, in two hours. All right. Well, just, um, you give me a call tomorrow. I will. And, and I love you. To me. I love you too. Bye-bye, mm-hmm. babe. You have a good night. You too, honey. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. And that's it for the show tonight, everyone. Hope you all enjoyed it. You guys all have a wonderful Christmas. Stay safe. God bless you all. Take care.